I can make them listen to you drink coffee. You'd have to put the mic a little bit closer to your face, though. Check one two one two testing for sound testing for clarity. That'll do it. P P A A L L. Steven. Hello. Hi. Are you hearing me? I'm fine. Yeah. Are you recording me? I'm recording you. Oh no! Don't say anything that you don't want the people to hear you say. Bam! In between. What's your thoughts on Israel? Palpatine's behind it all. In between sips of your tea. Give me a test. Um. Like a AIDS test, COVID test. No, like no, none of those. A mic test, like a like how. Oh, uh, I see Mike it. Tyson, Michael Jackson, Michael Knowles, Michael Knowles. Ah, baby, Michael Knowles. <laughs> all right, yeah, we're all good. We're all good. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Another episode of Movie Man. Them on one of your hosts, Damien, with me as always, my co-host. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. I was gonna doing ask. We do it and doing it well. I represent House of Trading Shoes. Brings up with the Freeman. Yeah, what's up? What's I was gonna ask how you doing, but I think you've you've stepped over that with your little rap Did segment. I? Yeah, Did but I? that's fine. Yeah. Uh, you don't rap often. I don't. And when you do, it's a real no, treat I for those. Three more raps ready for the for, year. For the year. <laughs> do you know when they're going to be doled yes. out? Yes. Okay. Uh, is one of them going to have a diss track for Nicki Minaj? Um, No. Much like the Chris Brown fandom, I don't think I want to tango with them. Yeah. You don't want to tango with the barbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, to my right, we have our turning guest back. I guess this year, Stephen, your theme is sci-fi. Yes. Uh, although Oppenheimer is not sci-fi. It's pretty much hard science. It's hard science. Yeah. but, but So is Dune. Yeah. Well... Okay. No, it's it's, it's, it's it's what's going it's, to happen. It's more science nonfiction, one could say. You you've you've seen giant sandworms about the place? Yes. Okay. Where? Um, Mandible? Beetlejuice. Tremors. <laughs> it's inevitable. Scientific facts like tremors and Beetlejuice. Yeah. Um and to my right, I was told his name, but I'm meeting him for the first time and I always struggled with the names for the first time. You got two rights? Bro, can you show me the secret? What? What secret? <laughs> <laughs> This is a Joel, ladies and gentlemen. Joel is here. He's a new guest on the podcast. Uh, and we are here talking about Dune. Uh, talking about 2021's Dune with Timothy Chalamet. Uh, the wait, wait, wait. 2021? Yeah, 2021. Not the 1984 masterpiece? No, we're not talking about 1984 masterpiece. Oh, we're shit. Not we're not oh, doing that. Man, I need Stinger's fate, Ruth. Though. But I need all that, you know... You got it, though. <laughs> jilted dialogue... And exposition that's just in your face. Yeah, I, I don't need that. I don't think I don't we'll think we'll get the world to David Lynch that. at some point. But I need today. sting in a thong. Sting in a thong. That's what you need for this yes. episode. I mean, that's what I needed. I mean, who's to say? I don't think the world needed that. But finally, after that film came out, that's years, okay. years, and years later, yeah. uh, they gave it to one Denis Denis Villeneuve. Is that how you say his name? I always say Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. And, um, Just the sci-fi guy. The sci-fi the guy. Sci-fi. <laughs> David, we um, don't respect the French. You can turn us off. He's Canadian, goddammit. Even worse. <laughs> he, he, he wasn't like the sci-fi guy initially because he made like Prisoners, he made Sicario, 
Uh, and then but he's made all my favorite sci-fi movies that yeah, come right. out in the last Runner. 10 minutes. Uh, yeah, and the best looking ones as well. He yes. Made Blade Runner 2049 came out 2017 and then he made Dune after that. He essentially admitted that he made Arrival and Blade Runner specifically for Oh yes, Arrival as well. For, yeah. for practice to make Dune. Yeah. One of my favorite like little plot twists. You mean Arrival? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arrival yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Your practice movie being Arrival. Right. <laughs> what a director. Like, 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 casually make one of the best yeah. sci-fi movies of all time. Yeah. As practice. Yeah. Right? I, I'm yeah. just going to do this one, you know, just to flex just a little bit. Yeah. Has uh, one of the best scores I've ever heard as well. The Arrival score mm-hmm. makes me legitimately like tear all the time. They yeah. call Denny um, Baby Nolan in the streets. They do call him Baby. I, I consider him like the the sequel to Nolan like mm-hmm. Nolan Nolan set the stage for a need to exist Dark Nolan rises <laughs> <laughs> Dark Nolan rises um but no he he got to make his dune and um it is clear from watching it that this was a labor of love it is very dense uh as a as a sci-fi epic and I will admit the first time that I watched it can you remember this was late 2021 yeah. and pandemic time baby. We're still pandemic time so Dune was one of the ones that when HBO Max was uh, uh, hitting its stride, right. they said, we're going to release this one day and date with the cinemas. Right. Um, Smart move. That would make a lot of money. Guys. <laughs> didn't really make a lot of money. It was this uh, Matrix Revolutions. Mm-hmm. No, 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 not Revolutions. Not Revolutions. Revolution. Revolution. Sorry. Uh, Resurrections. There you go. It's not my fault. They have every Matrix sequel have an R as a subtitle. Listen, the Wachowski's yeah, no, working no, no, mysterious no, no, ways, no, no, my guys. No, no, no. Um, and they also had the Wonder Woman 1984. Mm-hmm. So varying degrees. A of perfect film. <laughs> a film. Um, but this one came out on, on HBO Max. And I I watched it late at night. And you didn't tear to this? No, I didn't I didn't get oh, to tear I, I, I don't. I tear to the fuck. Fall asleep. This, this came out. Bam, did we go together? No. All right. No, I know I went aside, but I... Can't remember. But it's this was a it's like thing we should have watched. But I'm yeah, this is very much a me and bad movie. Yeah. Well, so this this movie is very. There's lots of whispering in it. Sure. There's lots of like, I would say Hans Zimmer Boas. Yeah. And yes. I I knew this movie was gonna be great when like we sat in the theater and mm-hmm. like it goes to black after the ads. Straight. And then it's it straight. It's just like it's dreams are well, right. right. Yeah. 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 Straight up throat singing. I was like, yes. Like dreams are messages from the deep. I'm like, you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Sitting up in my chair. Okay. And then the Warner Brothers logo goes. I'm like, oh, these niggas going hard. Right, right. (laughs) Before even the corporate overlords get their due. Right. But the first time I watched it, I was lulled to sleep a few times. So Sunday is tomorrow. It's a peaceful movie. It it is a very peaceful movie. Uh, But this time around, so I rewatched it for preparation of this podcast. And um, you've only seen it twice. I've only seen it twice. I've seen it twice this week. That's how many times have you seen it total? Uh at least five. It's uh, wow. six for me. Wow. Nice. Okay. I've I re- I, no, like I think Joe, we love this movie. Yeah. I yeah. think I think we can yes. agree. Good, good, <laughs> yes, good movie. But no, no, I know this is a good movie because yeah. I I spoke to a coworker about it and she's like, God damn, this ah, uh, I like I came onto this movie and I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? And then I asked her. I spoke to her like recently. I was like, hey, I'm going on a podcast. I wanted to get someone's thoughts on the movie. And she's like, because like Dune 2 is coming out. And she's like, uh, well, I'm going to see it. Mm-hmm. That's how good it was. She didn't like Dune 1, but yeah. she needs to watch Dune 2. Yeah, it has captured that curiosity of John and Jane Q popcorn where it, it seems like an event. They might not understand it going into it. Like I was watching it with my wife last night and 
there's a lot of information and if you're watching it for the very first time it is like it's it's not like Star Wars where you have a crawl at the beginning to mm. tell you the setup for everything. Well, it's right. enigmatic. They throw you into the midst of the action and yeah. say, "Hey, do you want to pay attention for like 20 minutes?" Right. No. Excellent. Yeah. Um, to be fair, they do set up like anyway, here's this planet. It's very important. This one family runs it. Anyway, this family's being kicked up. Here's right. a new family. And that's kind of all you need. To yeah. Do. It really yes. is. It's it's but it's also similar to like when you watch something like Game of Thrones where you see a bunch of faces that you don't really get who's who until maybe the fifth or sixth episode. Mm-hmm. But in this, it's a two-hour film. Um, it really does reward your paying attention to it mm. because this this plot is dense. Yeah, it is dense. Yeah. and I know I kind of I I, br- yeah. I brought up the, yeah. I brought the eighteen uh, the nineteen eighty four movie up because um, there's the extended version on 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 YouTube, okay. and they do like a whole like exposition at the beginning of it, and I'm I'm kind of glad they didn't go that way for this version of the movie right, because. Yeah. Uh, I, it's dense, but no, it's not too dense that you can be thrown into it and kind of get it if you pay attention. Yeah, once you sit up and you're just like, I will engage with this movie mm-hmm. on its terms. But it's not something to watch like, hmm, I'm just going to have a little sit down yeah, and y- watch a movie at the end of the day. Phone, nah. No, you don't do that. But I mean, narration is the is like the antichrist of hype. You have a movie mm-hmm. and it starts talking to you for the first five, five minutes. People have checked out by three minutes in. You have to be really careful yeah. like, as a director mm-hmm. and as an editor how you use narration like a good example is the warcraft movie right because that's right. a damn good movie by the way mm-hmm. but it got completely eviscerated right. by you its editing and it's telling it's been like yeah. you know before. instead of just leaving this opening breathtaking right. by the way cinematic of like an orc and a human right, like right, right, warring right. Yeah. like in, in, in like it's the a, realms let's yeah. just layer it over with narration to kill right. all hype yeah right. like because warcraft is a very it's it is a basic story it's not hard to understand or no. to be with it but i felt like there was an insecurity in making the warcraft movie where they just thought okay warcraft has all this lore yeah. how do we get people who don't give a shit about warcraft mm-hmm. to care about it and then they overcompensated with things like like the narration no just do the thing right and make sure the thing works realistically in logic of the yes. films yeah and people go oh i guess it works that way yeah and yeah. then they will not and trust any, any and don't baby the audience. Yeah, if audience you just trust them. If they had that opening scene with no dialogue right. and you just heard the grunts of the warriors, the sound of the sand, yeah. Yeah. the sound of the shields being hit, that yeah. shit captures you. And even, yeah, because even if you don't know what the fuck is going on, there's a party that goes, okay, what the fuck is going on? You want to know more Your about will, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, they did get away with a little bit of narration. I liked how they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, in universe, though, through the characters. Right, the right, character. right. No, I mean in, in Dune, because um, the little, like, Homework that um, Paul is doing before he goes to ah, Rangus. Yeah, yeah. Right. but it was done. Knowledge pager. Yeah, yeah. but it was yeah. done in a way. It was like, okay, we're gonna show off. Like this is where technology is, just yeah. to show. So it's not just done for narration. It's to show you that hey, this is actually a sci-fi movie, and, and here's the technology. In the vein of like a fifteen-year-old who like needs to cram for the test. The right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, and it's, it's it also was just like okay, this is ten thousand and whatever the year is. It's right. technically like. 23,000 AD to us. Right. But like in... Their calendar. In, in their calendar, in like the year 14,000 for us, Yeah. Um, the Space Guild was essentially formed and then they're like, we need to start over. This is a new era. I feel like it's going to be Which our it was. nerdiest Which podcast. Which it was, yeah. yeah. Like, then, so How imagine, long ago was... Jump into 14,000 and then imagine jumping 10,000 years after that. I'm trying to remember some back lo- lore. I'm, right. I'm sure Joel remembers this, the details. Like, how long after the Battle and Jihad did um, Spacing Guild start? Or was it before? 
Bueno. Valerian Jihad, I think it's like at least like 4,000 years. It's okay. Like four or 5,000 years before that in the period of chaos. Yeah. We're talking about space jihad in this episode. Move, move, yeah. move that slightly closer. Sure thing. Yeah. All right. Joel has yeah, been so. baptized by this podcast. Because Damien has told you, move the mic closer to your face. Listen, I got a powerful voice. I'm not trying to overwhelm No, he, he, yeah, like your voice is being picked Joel, up. Joel, do you mind using the voice for us? Be careful how you use Drink the voice. Drink the water. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> Um, no, I, I was just saying, Bama, this is going to be our nerdiest podcast yet, I feel like. Probably. Yeah, because we're talking... Learning an Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer was like... That, 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 that was wall-to-wall nerds. Well, there was that... No, but that's real Yeah, but real anyone stuff. bring you a board game before? No, no, one's, no one's brought us a board game of the film that we're talking about. We've had shirts. We The, the other person who was probably the nerdiest in terms of what they brought was uh, a Batman fan came. She had a Batman shirt, Batman shoes, Batman socks... All Batman all the time. Yeah, shows all the crazy. Yeah, but this is this is different. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about what's going on on this planet of Arrakis. Uh, this is a place where they have a lot of sand and a lot of spice. Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I in the pick? You're in the pick. Cool. Um, <laughs> spice. That's all. It is something that. One of my that favorite artists. She's pretty great. <laughs> Iconic. Uh, spice is something that means a lot to the natives of Arrakis, known as the Fremen. Fremen? Is that right? Fremen? Uh, but it also means a lot to the capitalist overlords who <laughs> are sure attempting to uh, use spice uh, for the to means colonize of... the universe, I think? Yeah, for space travel. Uh, it's it's fuel for... for is, it, is it just that it's No, fuel? it's... No, what it is, all right. Is, can, can I... Can I go ahead, Bam. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You guys me as I get it wrong? Okay. Yeah, so spice... Essentially, can get people so high it expands their minds. Okay. And with the right amount of spice and the right person, right, you become what do you call it? It's, it's not a space worm. What, what do you call it, guys? Uh, the guild navigator. A guild navigator. A guild navigator. Okay. What do you call it? A guild navigator. And that is a person whose brain has become so powerful. They, um, with the help of their machine and ship. No AIs they, though. Huh? No AIs though. No, no AI. Uh, well, I'll, no get, AI. I'll, get, I'll get to that <laughs> shit. I love that shit. I'll get to that shit. Um, they essentially form a way to bend space uh-huh. so that ships can easily traverse through space. So it's not like light speed or whatever where they're like cutting through. They literally bend in space and right. it's coming out on the other side of it. Cool. And which makes wormhole space travel shit. wormhole, which yeah. makes space travel extremely easy yeah. for a bunch of like colonizing plant like for colonizing planets you take a bunch of shortcuts get to where take you need a bunch to go of shortcuts, gotcha. yeah. okay. so, but so the, you don't but, need but, fuel right you, the, you make the road work you for make you. the road you bend the road to i you. get it but the only way the only place this specific thing that they can use grows is on planet arrakis right right so arrakis is like the most important planet in the universe to them because that's how their that's how their money works sure but the problem is it's a giant desert filled with space worms trying to eat you yeah and also and space and space terrorists and space right terrorists. right like i was gonna say and space, space, space muslims yeah space muslims. do we want to get political i'll get political it's 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 it's, it's, it's hard it's to a, talk it's a good about old space arab as we say. yeah yeah it's hard to talk about you without talking about the politics uh, because it is so it, like you don't have to Frank think Herbert doing politics. <laughs> you don't have to look <laughs> too hard to see the parallels that the movie's alluding to. Um but yeah, so Arrakis is it's got spice, everybody wants spice. It used to be uh managed by the Harkonnens. Yeah. They weren't so good people. Good folks, never did anything wrong. <laughs> Um, I worry sometimes that people don't know that that's a joke when you say that. Right. Like, like you, they think you actually 
are you saying no, that I nothing believe wrong? the good the good alopecia like people like <laughs> we're really running that planet really well. Um, One good thing to say about the Harkonnens. At least they embrace like disabled people. They had they had the deaf guy in their army. They're like they're open opportunity. They had that little freak David Dash Yes, yes, they did. He 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 loves to look like a little freak, doesn't he? he you um, got a little freak to play, my boy is first in line. It's almost him. as good as Paul Dano as far as little freaks. I was gonna, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say ba- right. uh, him, him and Barry Keegan, him, him, Barry Keegan and Paul Dano need to have like a road trip movie where they just play little freaks. I hope they're just like it, in it, Dune Two mm-hmm. as Harkonnens yeah, and and just like background com- ca- right, characters. Right, right. Denise Villeneuve did on um, Prisoners with Paul Dano, and yes. Paul Dano plays like a mentally disabled person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Plays, he, he plays a little freak. Rushing it. A little freak. A little freak. Yeah. But no one, no one plays a little freak yeah. quite like Paul oh. Dano. There will be blood. Plays best twin little oh, freak. Oh. Two, two versions of a little oh, freak. Oh, yes. Fantastic. You got Dave Bautista as well on the Harkonnen side, who is right. just like... Uh, also can play a little freak when already. Uh, can he play a little freak? Or a big freak. A, a big, big freak. freak. He plays a big freak. Um, but yeah, he's he's like this is what I like to call as a serious Drax. Right. You know, he's he's big, right. he's bulky, he's got the armor on, he's got kind of like this gray skin. Serax, Serax. Right, Serax. It's a heavy breathing Batista, <laughs> HBB. Right, right, yeah, and he's 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 pissed off because the the Harkonnens. Uh, they is he had, that or is he just trying to please Papa? Well, they're con- they they used to have control over the Spice World, right? You know, not uh, to be confused with a future episode. Of <laughs> <Spice World. laughs> um, but uh, then the Emperor is just like, nah, you guys don't get the Spice World anymore. We're gonna give it to these these House Atreides folks. Right. But it it's it's not because the Emperor loves the Atreides. No, the no. Emperor is trying to set them up for one big old mafia hit. Yeah, some some political intrigue going on. Yeah. Side. What what I'd like about that whole thing is that. Like Leto knows that he's being set up. Mm-hmm. Leto and being, he's, and he's, uh, that's the Duke. That's, 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 that's Oscar Isaac's card, yeah. right? Yeah. So he knows he's being set up. Yeah. And he's trying to put in, you know, contingency plans for all of that. Yeah. He says, "All right, I'm gonna befriend the Frenum. I'm going to um, try and get the spice mining going. Right, right, right. So at least, you know." Emperor's not going to throw me out. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to try a thing, dog. Like, you, you, you set me up for fail, but I'm going to show you. Yeah, yeah. I'm the man. Mm. His machinery was already sabotaged. He was set up to fail and all the Set up yeah. to yeah. fail yeah. all the way. Like, Vladimir had him, like, down, down to kill him. Yeah. I'm sorry, who's Vladimir? Vla- Vladimir. Oh, Vladimir Harkonnen, Baron? That's Stellan oh, Skarsgård, yeah. I thought it was just Baron Van Harkonnen. Yeah, no, I mean, I no. just call him Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly. I, I call him Worm Stellan Skarsgård. I call um, him um, Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny because there was a scene where um, he, the Stellan Skarsgård was sitting across from Oscar Isaac uh, at the table, the dinner table. Oh, powerful scene. Right. and but, his but, dick out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> my wife was like is that the emperor i was like no, no. but i can understand why you'd say that yeah, he does look very, very emperor-ish emperor-like. um no, that's like nero ish like maybe yeah yeah well, uh, what i liked about that scene is um just how dignified leto was even though he's stripped naked and yeah kind of like paralyzed dignified and he's and they juxtapose i can never say that word juxtapose yeah, i can never say it um with with the with Harkonnen um, Baron looking he's grotesque he's, he's just he's grotesque disgusting yeah. and he's, he's chair. chewing he's and got grease all over his head <laughs> <laughs> hey now that's an actual person um, no it's kind of like um, you I'm know, sorry um, uh, Bill uh, Bootstrap Bill yeah <laughs> Uh, it's kind of like you know in, in Beauty and the Beast when the Beast is versed like they're sitting down to eat and he's eating, and blah, 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 blah. That's, yeah. that's basically what it's like. No, 
he, that nigga uses a fork. He is yeah, but like fun. he's he's, he's a fork. He's he like, uses his nice mud bath. He's chewing with like, his mouth open. He, he's, he, he's my guy. I mean, like he's my favorite character. Moisturized, thriving Moisture, in my lane, <laughs> unbothered. Skincare queen, yo. Yeah. Killing Atreides. Yeah, right. uh, but yeah, so back to House Atreides though. They're taking over the spice planet uh, Arrakis, and it's it's Duke Duke Leto as you taking over, quote, unquote, as you said. Uh, Lady Jessica, played by Rebecca Ferguson. Right. Um, Paul Atreides. in the building. Uh, Timothy Chalamet himself. And there's a few other people who are not in the family, but, you know, work with the family. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, Gurney Halleck yeah. by Josh Brolin. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and Duncan Idaho, which is right. just a fantastic great name. name. Yes. Great, great name. fucking name. You can name. tell Frank Harbour's running off. He got two <laughs> first <laughs> names. Yeah. <laughs> He's got two. I believe, I think he, like, took out a map and was like, uh, Idaho. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. my favorite don- donut place? What's my favorite state? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so everybody's kind of like they're they're excited, they're motivated. We're gonna take over this planet, but they're also everyone is very very fucking afraid because right. they're like they got giant worms on that planet yeah, yeah. and people that want to kill us just for being there, right? Uh, Paul yeah. is like he he's young and he's just raring to go. Right. He wants to go there early. He wants young to set up camp. Full of spice. He <laughs> he don't really know any better um, because on one hand he's being told by Duke Leto, hey. You might need to take over this place one day. Right. And on the other hand, he's got Lady Jessica saying, you might be the Messiah right, that we've been waiting for for thousands of years. Yeah, That's a lot of either, pressure either or. To, to put on a child. Right. Relatable. I've yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean, who hasn't? Right, right. Parental pressure, the movie. Right. Um, Your father brings you like on, on, the, on the plateau of his land. He's like, all oh, this will be yours. Right. I'm yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe something bad will happen. Mm-hmm. But like, we'll figure it out. As far as the sun touches Simba, this will be yours. Okay. Uh, and then your mom is just like, yeah, you might be Jesus. Yeah. Your mom's like, listen, I'm gonna give birth to uh, your your sister, and she's gonna have all the genetic memories of all of the religious figures of my land, right, right, and right. also the Baron. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. No pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, if if that wasn't enough, Paul is also suffering. Oh, not really suffering, because he's having visions of Zendaya, which is not a, a sufferation. Not a sufferation kind of deal, really. No, oh. but he he's having these visions. He doesn't really understand what they mean, uh, and he he's. He's just caught. Also, he, his voice is cracking. Like, his voice. <laughs> he's really going through it, man. <laughs> and his mom keeps trying to tell him to use his deep mm-hmm, voice like a man. Mm-hmm. And to pass her the water. Not right. fair. Yeah, right. to pass. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, his, 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 his mom. Doing two joke. His mom sets him up in. in no spoilers, Stephen. <laughs> his mom sets him up in this room with this cranky old white lady right. with a shawl over her face. Right. Uh, Helen him on him. You guys, Helen him on him, yeah. Is that? a Benny Jesser. It's a. Guys, Helen him Truth Sarah to the Emperor. Yeah. So uh, like there's this whole what is that order called? The, the Bene, Bene, Gesserit. Gesserit. Bene Gesserit. Okay, right. And and they are essentially like what? Mystical advisors to the uh, Emperor. The, the, the witch guild. They're witches. The witch guild, right. Okay. <laughs> so basically the Je- Bene Gesserit, they have like full control over their biology. Right. So, so they can predetermine the gender. When Helen oh, comes, oh, so is that why she says, "Oh, we were, you were supposed to right. have a, a girl." Yes, because she can basically ah. choose what gender the child is going to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lady so, Jessica went rogue. Is right, the thing. Right, she right. had an edict from her religious and yeah. political five thousand year old order that's right. been manipulating the genetics of humankind for a long time. Cool. And she said, "You had one job. Right. Make sure you just have a daughter." And yeah. g- and Jessica was like. Well, no. Bet. Because <laughs> <laughs> what's supposed to happen, there's supposed to be a Harkonnen boy. Right. And then a Trades girl. Okay. All right, right. And then they get together and do oh, what adults okay. do. Okay. And then they have 
missile. Yeah, oh, okay. and then we have a dic- dictatorship for life. And right. Oh, so, but so she jumped the gun on the messiah shit, and she was just like, "Nah, I'm gonna do it." Right. Okay. See, I that that. Oh, you thought abortion? No, no. no. I thought like, yeah, they was like, okay, you 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 get pregnant. They know it's a boy, and then they're just like, "Nah, not ready. Nah. Go try again." I didn't realize that there was such intention involved. Right. In so it. like, the first time I watched this in the movie theater, though, like I was just so fascinated because I'm like. Alright, there's a lot of backstory going on here yeah, that I'm not there privy to, and I get it. And the whole time I was trying to like just take in like world building, world building, mm-hmm. and I did not giant I, ships, I, I, yeah, giant ships, and yeah, ships, like the, the little um, what do you call it, dragonfly the, the dragonfly ships? Yes, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. cool. I'm right. with it. Yeah, sandworms. I'm like, oh, so it's 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 a it's a small mining business, right? Yeah. Like, okay, mm-hmm. cool, 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 And like, I, I can relate to this. I was very confused by like. How stressed Jessica seems the entire time. Uh, like, you're stressed from the jump. Bro. And you have not implied why you are so stressed. Yeah. Like, oh, she, they'll tell you later. She's, Don't giving, worry. she's giving herself a pep talk outside right, that room. Yeah, like, yeah. she Fear can't. the mind killer. Yeah, yeah which is a great line. Right. Um, but yeah, because when he's in that room, like, the old lady just says, put your hand in this box. Uh, if you if you take your hand out, right. I'm gonna stab you stab with this poison pin, dart. Pin, yeah. No pressure, though. Yeah. Uh, and then he just goes through what seems to be like insurmountable pain right um and and tell me what was going on in that box if you know all right oh, so because talk about that the, the, go the, ahead Joe. the sound effect is just whirring sounds yes. which is not a comforting sound no, effect no, no, no. okay so right. basically inside the box is a test that the benny Gesserit have to determine whether or not uh, a being is something that they can control or just an animal because okay. how they view the difference between a human and an animal is that an animal will gnaw off its own limb to get out of a trap, whereas a human right. will be more calculating. Yeah. And what, what was inside the box is like a neural amplifier that just takes pain sensations, um, manufactures them, because, you know, the brain is just an organ that mm-hmm. takes pain. So they don't hurt the hand. They just take pain sensations and they amplify them until you have no choice uh, but to make a decision to either be human or to attack the person yeah. that's causing you the pain. Right. And uh, if you attack, then you're an animal and you get killed by the gamja bar, which is the, the poison, poison needle. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you don't do that, then and you can control your will, then you are a human and worthy of being manipulated by the Bene Gesserit. Okay, <laughs> Yeah. Basically. Okay. All right. So, so, so he he has to go through that test basically to, uh, like she she has doubts. They're going to this Arrakis place. Right. Um, you know, there seem to be big things happening for this little boy. Right. She wants to make sure that he's got his head right. right. You know. Um, Timothy Chalamet. Well, he's gives her the basically Jesus. So yeah, he's basically she's basically Jesus. testing him to say, "Is this Jesus?" Yeah. Yeah. And, and he passes the Jesus test. Best. Like he he has he just like stares her back down. You know, and he 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 makes it through the the whole thing. I expected like the first time I watched it, I expected his hand to just be like, like Gnarled. nod and yeah. flaw and and yeah. flayed. You know, with no. blood coming from it. But watch uh, the 1984 movie. <laughs> is that is that what they do? Yes. The only thing I know from the 1984 movie is when they um they're doing their their dueling scene and the the force they that they and have. Scott, yeah, and, it's, and it's Picard is there, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in this one, it's it's a lot more subtle. It's just like a, a second skin almost, this right. holographic thing. Um, and I like the way you know they they establish it where he's like he hits against his hand to to show like it doesn't penetrate, but then he does it slowly, slowly. and then he penetrates it. Um, so what's interesting about the whole like shield technology? Mm-hmm. You notice like it's the future. Why is everybody using swords? And yeah, so the reason that is, is that, because okay, there's, there's a source, and there's also the fact that they're using paper books. 
still. Right. You know, like it's it's normally when you see a, a sci-fi thing in far into the future, everything's on like a fucking hologram, and they do have some holographic technology in but this. We don't want AI. No, we don't want AI. AI's no AI. We, we don't like AI. Um, I I I got this straight from um, a source. I don't want to read it now. It's my favorite thing about it. Okay. Um, <coughs> By the way, when Dune came out, I just wanted to say for the audience. You and I did not really talk about Dune, no. but we shared relentless Dune memes. Oh, for sure, for sure. Between for each sure. other, yeah. There was Spice Girl memes all day. Baby. There was Spice Girl memes. <laughs> there was um, Joey from Friends yep. saying, "How you doing?" How you doing? Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. It was a great time. Good times, everyone. Yeah. Um, the seemingly improbable failure of an advanced beam weapon or last gun to hit Duncan Idaho's ornithopter is likely enough to author Frank Herbert's Dune Universe physics, which have a lack of advanced targeting systems. Over 10,000 years prior to the film, tyrannical thinking machines, computers or, a- or AI, dominated and enslaved mankind for almost 900 years, until they were defeated over the course of a century in an event called the Butlerian Jihad. Afterwards, such machines... I'm sorry, the what? The, the but- Butlerian Jihad. Jihad. Yeah, baby. Cool. Afterwards, such okay. machines were outlawed in the Imperium. Thou shalt not make a machine in the likeness of a human mind, a commandment established after the Jihad. Hence the appearance of conventional searchlights for defense, analog displays, and human supercomputers, Mentats, uh, like Thothir Huat and Peter De Vries. Peter, Peter De Vries and, Peter, and, Peter and Paul himself, and Paul by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, there. Um, some simple logic circuits and sensors, simple robotics and data storage and display based on new principles might be allowed, however. The scene could also be a reference to the fact that hitting an energy shield with a laser can cause a spontaneous subatomic reaction that often destroys both the target and the lost gun. Anyway, the point is, I think this movie takes place Lasers shortly after hit the Matrix, shield, make and I really appreciate it. This takes place shortly after the Matrix, yeah. yeah okay. So they, they can't like do that. targeting systems, yeah, they can't do, they don't even want a machine that's smart enough. To index shit right mm-hmm. the way how it was bad right. yeah but okay so, yeah. So and if you use lasers on the shield mm-hmm. it causes a nuclear explosion yeah. so that's yeah. why it's all swords and um if you see no any projectiles it's just like regular projectiles okay which brings us to the the interesting line which is a for for like real fans of dune like a lot of people like the line you know, real like, niggas fear fear is the mind killer because mm-hmm. that's a very famous line for her, but like when you find the real dune nerds are the yeah. ones who say the slow blade penetrates the shield. The shield. Mm. Um, it has to do with that because it's both a metaphor for the long plan that Paul has to save the universe and humankind from himself because it has to be a slow plan. But also in the technology of the universe, you can't hit someone hard because the kinetic, yeah, yeah. the kinetic um, feedback won't let you right. get through mm-hmm. the shield. It's only something that's slow, which mm. makes the fighting very, very fun. Yeah, it is very fun. But um, I mean, a- another source that kind of gives that lesson to people um slow and steady wins the race with the tortoise and the hare so you know it's the same kind of Mm -hmm. same kind of lesson um to go back to the jihad so some of the beef between like the atreides and the harkonnens yes um so back in the final battle yeah so um the harkonnen ancestor um was it that he he was kind of like a little bitch during during the fight. Is, is, that, is that what's on historical record? Yes. <laughs> and then the Atreides guy kind of steps up <laughs> and gets shit done. Right. And so the Emperor, the first Carino at the time, was like, yeah, you're good. Atreides, going to the top of the, 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 the Imperial. Yeah, um, right, right. And the Harkonnens were basically right at the bottom. Right. So they basically, over like 10,000 years, had to work their way up to being would, would one argue that uh, it started from the bottom and all that yeah, right, yeah. Right. now they're, yeah, they're so, so they're basically spite, so much spite behind that family yeah. lineage it's just a but they're cousins 
funny enough. I, so okay, I I heard him say Much that. Much like all monarchs, the um, niggas be fucking. They like, all be fucking each other. Vladimir says to because Lento of the Bene- that, that he's that they're cousins. Right. Um, so I thought he was just like slang, you know, like yeah. hey cousin. Nah. I didn't realize they were actually related. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't it uh, like? Was it that like Baron himself like assaulted Jessica's mother and Jessica is his daughter? Yeah, I was like I actually yeah. alluded to this earlier. Spoilers for anyone that doesn't let, want to read six books of insane <laughs> things from a from this dude on LSD at right. the end of his life. But okay, so basically, Alia, Paul's twin sister, you know, one of those preternaturally intelligent children who has all the genetic memories of all the Bene Gesserit. Sorry, twin sister? Sure, you know, right. So she also Sorry, has the... Sister? <laughs> there's, another, there's a twin sister on her? No, no, no. no, no, no. I mean, baby sister. Baby Remember baby, she's pregnant baby, in the movie. Sister. She's baby pregnant, sister. yeah. So when he said twin sister, I'm like, doesn't matter. No, no, no. Um, but she also possesses the memories of the Baron himself because yeah. Baron Harkonnen is involved in the lineage of House Atreides as well. Due to, as you say... Um, non-consensual, non-consent. Uh, assault, yes. Right. <laughs> so so she's got the memories of that event as the child of... The, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it eventually comes back to bite her and she starts going insane and then she takes the the dignified way out, if you know what mm. I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's heavy. I mean, I wouldn't be able to live with that. Fuck. Yeah, Dune goes kind of like hard. Yeah. It's kind, it's of. kind of the worst <laughs> thing ever because like when you when you read the first book, you're like, okay, this ain't so bad. I mean, there are some weird edges here, but this is basically the hero's journey. I can get behind this. And you right, book yeah. two and you go, Nigga goes oh. <laughs> oh no, this ain't the hero's journey at all. It's this not. is like Nietzschean. What the yeah. fuck is He's like, Joseph Campbell, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, because it, it does feel, it feels very much like, you know, kind of reluctant hero, kind of like uh, at a crossroads, going to be the chosen one kind of shit. Very typical stuff that you see in, in a sci-fi story like this, you know, like Star Wars or whatever. Um, but uh, every two minutes, you guys are dropping something that makes me want to take the headphones off and just kind of process for a second because it's, uh, that's a lot. Um, yeah. Well, to, without, this was like without, Zora, so I'm just like I know nothing <laughs> beyond like a few vague things. I've right, read, yeah, and I'm ready to just like have this fuckery wash over me. Yeah, it, it, this is a episode they definitely needed guests for because well, I'm <laughs> ill-equipped for this. I feel they kind of do is like it? set up like Paul's future. Yeah, because they do show him having his premonitions and yeah, he's having. Um, they show him like. In a suit of armor, killing yeah, a lot yeah, of people, and people killing in his name, and him not liking it. So, they do kind of set it up. Well, he he has to um, basically come to terms with killing in in this film. Yeah. Um, not to jump too far ahead, but you know, shit goes pretty wrong for the House Atreides. One of my um, favorite scenes. It's is, uh, that scene. Listen. Mm-hmm. Which we've seen exactly the attack, uh, where, or where he, him has, and where he has to kill um, Janice, yeah, Janice mm, uh, yeah. who along a different, like probabilistic future, he would, would have been, been great friends with. Or, mm-hmm. mm, okay. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Dune Part One, the movie, it covers like Act One of the book, basically. Um, it covers the first half of the book, right. really. It covers the first half of the book, about halfway through, and it because the, the book takes about half of it to explain how Paul gets to the desert and right. then the second half of it is him kind of coming into his own mm-hmm. as what he needs to do mm-hmm. and um, getting back to the palace essentially right okay and I found that the the way this movie ends kind of um, it felt like there was a big climax with the attack right. but narratively that attack is more like a middle of the movie yeah. kind of thing yeah. Yeah. and then after that you would be him coming back so I you know when they started with it and it says Dune Part One. I was already preemptively going like, okay, this movie is gonna just. You're gonna Lord of the Rings, man. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> and it kind of do that, but like I felt like the 
the part with Jamis basically challenging him, right. um, that was kind of like, okay, this is this is gonna be your climax ending. Even though I didn't say, oh, when he's part of Janice, I'm like, okay, he's gonna earn their trust. Yeah. And then they're gonna go do a thing. Yeah. So I so I didn't think like, oh, he killed Janice, and the movie's done now. You're like, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when the mo- I, th- I think like this movie in particular, it 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 struggles from the it should have been like a miniseries sort of thing. I mean, bit. they did do it on sci-fi. Yeah. But this is just done so well, and when I looked at it, I was like breaking it down yeah. as I was watching it. It could have been like. A ten season, a ten episode. Yeah. Well, this plus Doom Part Two, I think would have made a good like ten episode, half an hour. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird for me to be saying that you know, this two and a half movie with so much information in it. It just kind of it doesn't have an ending. Yeah, it needed like another half an hour to really cap things off. But it 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 is a part of a saga. That's what's intended for it, which I don't mind at all. (laughs) Like I just hope that when Doom Two comes out, yeah. Uh, we're we one to, month away so no well i want them to do at least yeah, some theaters record, have both of them it. just like one <laughs> after the other and we just sit down and watch dune for six hours right because i'll right. do that yeah You're, i'm sure that's what's gonna happen for a lot of people not here though no not here not, not gonna have that here um didn't even nice didn't even give us godzilla like god we didn't get it christ the like i'm not gonna go into it yeah um, I remember I, I called a Palace Amusement one time to, to bitch about uh, The Shape of Water only being in theaters for three days because I was in the middle of like grading and shit and I was like okay I can surely watch this on Friday right 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 nope not there yeah I, I was like that was Guillermo del Toro yeah <laughs> I managed to see that one in cinemas and uh, boy You've seen Shape of Water since you've watched no, it. No, I beca- I haven't watched it because I wanted to watch it in the theater and I'm protest- protesting spiritually. Okay, well, I mean, the watching that movie with a Jamaican audience was a goddamn experience. You've I'm, seen it. I'm um? sure it would have mm-hmm. been right because I mean, th- there's a there's a relationship with a, a fish man and a, and a woman. She do be fucking that. She fish she man. be fucking that fish man and. Jamaican audiences were not prepared for that. Hooting I, and hollering. I saw Poor Things last night mm. in the theater hall, and it was only like fifteen of us. And I was, like, in the middle fucking cackling Mm -hmm. the entire time (laughs) because, like, it's essentially about, like, a woman, like, experiencing the world for the first time where, where, like, she has, like, and she has, like, Okay, I see. Honestly, um, she, she, it, 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 it's it's a coming of age story for like a very horny woman. Mm-hmm. Steven's closing right. his ear. I'm trying. I, d- I know because Bam explained like the basic plot of right. the movie to me, and I was like, "Oh, this sounds exactly like something I would love." But they're, right. but they're doing it in like such a. They're doing it. They're doing it in such a <laughs> like fascinating way, like how she's just like breaking down social norms. And I was in there just like fucking cackling at every like question when somebody's when somebody posits like here's how society works and she goes why and they cannot and like cannot answer I was just like breaking out laughing it was so great and like you could see that the people around me like kind of giggling like <laughs> like trying to like I see that is a joke but I was the only one there just like yeah dying of laughter laughing. how many people are in your theater like fifteen yeah. okay. Because my friend in Mobay said he went and he only threw other people. That, that's, that checks out. Yeah. And that's why they didn't leave the shape of water in here because we don't watch things like that. No, mm. we don't. No. Um, let's talk about uh, Duncan Idaho and his whole thing because he's meant to go in and basically uh, like have a preemptive conversation with the Fremen and right. kind of like set up some some peace talks because House of Trades wants to do things mm. the right way. And it's, it's well, I'd say right, but it's 
not really. It's more like what's the right way to colonize? Yeah, because it's like it's like okay, the Harkonnens are just uh, assholes who want to blow things up and well, Steve, so Israel. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but but then Atreides, they come in and they're just like we'll make friends with them mostly because they're gonna help us with a war because Atreides want to build Starbucks yeah. and uh, <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts and Krispy Kreme right. whereas the Harkonnens so are just, just about the whole let me just build genocide yeah. yeah right yeah um, I'm, I'm interested in the big industrial factory my guy I don't yeah. really, care. <laughs> I really yeah. care about it yeah so like they, they, I mean by comparison they're better because like they're not gonna annihilate them but more they, polite colonialism right you know like Colonialism with a smile. Right. Um, and uh, there's a there's a scene Let's where gentrify, baby. <laughs> there's a scene where um, Gurney Halleck, you know, uh, Duncan Idaho is talking about like his experience with them, and Gurney Halleck is like, "My God, man, you've gone native." Right. Um, and you know, there, there seems to be more of an appreciation on Duncan's part about the the culture and everything. Right. Like when Javier Bardem's character comes into the palace, right. and um, Gurney. Still, still, still guard. Yeah, still guard. Um, Gurney, who is what? What's his position? Like he's he's like the the, the head of the guards, right? Head, yeah, and yeah. also a wicked musician. Yes, is he a wicked musician? Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they, they 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 reduce the focus of this a little bit in the movie, but you have lots of songs from Gurney as he plays the basilet in in the books themselves. What is a basilet? Um, it's, it's a little string, it's like a guitar okay. in the future, like a sitar sort of. It's like yeah. a sitar mm-hmm. sort of. So thing, you're telling me like that we did not get to see Josh Brolin as a space. Well, you commander. hear him do like like poems like. Okay. Half or like two or three, yeah. So they kind of allude to it, but I want to say he's described as like one of the ugliest people in the book. Mm-hmm. Like he's a real ugly nigga. Yeah, so because fun, he's so fun, scarred up, right? And yeah, it's because funny, like, and, it, and it's funny the two people that played him is Patrick Stewart and, <laughs> <laughs> and Josh Brolin, like two of the most handsome niggas. Speaking of Patrick Stewart, just an aside, did you watch that Paramount Plus? Oh my god, I yes. No, I am wait. I never watch any Super Bowl ads before. I want him to hit. Me I know, I know, and I'm, that's what I should do. But Jesus Christ, this is a fever dream. I, I'm. I'm I saw stills. And I'm yeah. like, no, 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 no. I wasn't was, sure what I was watching when I was watching it, and then I was like, okay, yeah. this is 2024. I mean, because the, the the Paramount Plus commercials have just been here are our properties on the Paramount. Get it? Right. That's the mountain from right. the logo, right? right? But they don't haven't really done anything with no. them. But no. in this, it's just when you watch it, it's fucking wild. Once I again, watch- we're recording this from the past, and this will play out Super Bowl. That's true. <laughs> Whenever that is, um, uh, next week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, so I, I really like that scene where Stilgar comes in because Duncan, when he's talking about the meeting with the Fremen, he's like, you know, um, one of the leaders wants to meet with you, and it, it sounds very much like they're they're you know being open to the partnership, and then when Stilgar walks in, he just blazes in. Uh, um, Gurn is like, stop right there. It doesn't give a shit. Right. Walks right up to the desk, spits on the floor, right. which to everyone else is just like, whoa, what the fuck, dude. Yeah. Um, don't need manners in the down. desert yeah. that's the thing yeah. but it's it was like, the highest like, form like of manners great yes. as Duncan mm-hmm. explained yes. yeah and I, 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 I th- it's it's much like when Ace Ventura went to visit the Wachutu tribe in Ace oh. Ventura National <laughs> College <laughs> and the chief tribe does a big old loogie on him uh-huh. and Ace is like like whoa why did he do that and and ace is like handler or whatever is like my goodness ace that was this <laughs> what you do tribe and they sneeze upon you this is a great form of friendship and ace ventura starts 
and just like explodes the whole tent and they're all laughing and giggling anyway it's much like that of all of the scenes in film history where you could have picked Quincy out yeah, yeah. cultural norms being exchanged yeah, the tribe mm-hmm. you went for the Wachutu tribe in Ace Ventura like a glove yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah I, I, I like their conversation in that scene it's very much like you know they don't like each other they don't want to be doing this. Yeah. I think maybe Leto is a bit more uh, um, cordial about it because right. this is something First that But it does show you why Leto is, why the Emperor kind he's of... He's yeah. Why he's afraid of Leto because yeah, Leto yeah, yeah. can look beyond like for his front of... True leader. Uh, yeah. True leader. He can like, all right, I'm going to try and make friends with this guy. Yeah. And like you coming in all strong, I'm going to cool things down. Pop- <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that there's also the scene where... Uh, um, well... Leading up to this, they keep they keep giving you worm teases. They talk about the worm, and every time they talk about the worm, Walk there's like a, rhythm. there's a pregnant pause right after anybody mentions a worm because they know if you Nick don't hair for the worm. if you don't know anything about dude, <laughs> you know there be worms. right. You want to see that motherfucking worm. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the iconography of the Dune sandworm has affected so much yeah, in yeah, fantasy yeah. and popular right. culture yeah. from Beaver juice, baby. video game. I mean, you mentioned Tremors earlier, but yeah. Yeah. to actual like designs yeah. for like architecture, mm-hmm. to actual ideas for cavitation, mm-hmm. like um, machinery. Like Dune has really affected a lot of the zeitgeist, yeah. Yeah. like of how we see Niggas sci-fi. Love Dune, baby. Yeah, uh, it's it's it is a, a big part of why people want to see it if they if they don't know the backstory seeing that impressive visual effect yeah, bless the maker and his water yeah, baby. Uh, and the fact that um you know this movie was being made by denny even the new who is not that you don't i want to say he's not that that big on uh, on cgi but he always presents his stuff in this in this yeah. very realistic way yeah. so blade runner has a lot of cg in it yeah. but it's it's not it feels tangible it feels tangible mm. right arrival is a good example of that too yeah because yeah, yeah. the arrival sets are you know obviously they use a lot of um visual effects in order to grade things and in order to to composite things to make things look kind of congruent mm-hmm. yeah but make no mistake he loves his real set yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that anti-gravity room that was a real set mm-hmm. you know they built that set and in that way i really like him for that because he's not quite as hardcore as nolan where nolan's just like no i'm just gonna build the corridor and right. spin it actually right yeah but he will be like, Did you been with some real space octopuses? <laughs> yeah. Whereas, you know, he, he's just like, oh, Dennis Villeneuve is like, he's not like, I'm going to build a real levitating chair. But he is like, well, let's get some wires on this. Right. right. You know? Again, yeah. that's why I call him Baby Nolan in the streets. Because, like, I feel like he's almost there. Like, I feel like he's very close to, like, passing through the cultural lexicon where the layman out of street knows yeah. who yeah. Nolan is and can know who Villeneuve is. True. He's very I, feel, I feel like he kind of got shot in the foot by COVID because I feel like Dune could have been to Denis what Inception was to Nolan. Absolutely. Where I, I, well, uh, not, well, people are I saying that, that like, <laughs> Dune Part 2 is basically Dark Knight style. Yeah, yeah Knight so, Knight so, so good, may, maybe so. Inception is a, is the wrong comparison because Inception is like, that's Christopher Nolan being able to put forward something original right. that captures the zeitgeist. Dune is more like his Batman Begins where yeah, he's yeah. taking an adaptation yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and yep. you know, being able to carve it out in his own style. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... Get, getting to see the worm yeah. um that first scene Coming that worm baby the first scene where they're in the the ship and um they're just like hey if you look to the left it's it's very jurassic park it's like right. if you look to your left there you might see a worm right. uh and then that's where the the what do you call the it mining crawlers. the mining crawlers mm-hmm. thank you uh, very glad you guys are here 
um, it, it just falls yeah, apart. It falls <laughs> apart on them, and that's where Leto's character really comes through. Because yeah, because he said, "I'm not leaving these guys. Yeah, right. toss yeah. out the equipment. We're yeah, putting them in the back." Well, okay, so it's it's not just Leto's character that shows there, but it's also Paul. It's Paul who has the idea to toss out the equipment. He's just yeah, and he says it like, "By the way." And and Leto's just like good good point yeah let's throw out the equipment we can have some more bodies because the the issue is their ships can hold six people each mm-hmm. it's twenty one people on the on the the um, crawler on crawler, crawler. so you. you need seven you need seven so you need to have some weight shifted off they do end up saving everybody um, also there's another character we haven't mentioned who um, Kynes Dugato Kynes no not Kynes oh, yeah, no. I'm talking about he's a man and uh, very specific. He <laughs> Uh, blue eyes. No, it's not blue eyes. He, he's 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 black. He's light skinned. Oh, he's you're talking uh, through fear, through fear. How what the mentat, the mentat for um through fear. How what the mentat for House of Trades. You yeah. see, this would be so lovely. human computer. Gonna oh, just translate. So is, that, is that what he was doing with his eyes? Yes. yes. Okay, so okay. that's how they kind of showed it for this movie. Yeah. We don't have AI anymore. Right. Because we don't like them. Right. But we still need computational people. Right. Here go. So we get train people yeah. specifically just to do. So the reason I bring him up here is because there's a point where when they're saving the people off the crawler, um, you know, the people are talking. The people on the crawler just like. You know, there's protocol, and there's also spice here, and Leto has to just be like, damn the spice, get on the ship, like, lives mean more than this. Um, and you're not being a very good captain. Not a very bro. good captain. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, the, when uh, when that character who who you just defined for me, what's his name? Thufir. Thufir, right? There's a point where there's an assassination Thufir, attempt. Like, Thufir? Yeah. Cool. There's an assassination attempt on Paul, and Thufir is just like, I have failed you, here's my resignation, and, and Leto is just like, fuck your honor right my son just got attacked i need every man go on do bed, your job right if you want to absolve yourself go do your fucking also job. getting another mentor is kind of hard yeah. <laughs> so this is like, that's, like no. that's a real investment you know that's yeah. like well let me just pay half a contract. i was like okay right. you know what i'm gonna get another super computer do, yeah, from somewhere around, yeah and they're all assigned right now there are no there's you know there's mentats in training right and then there's the ones that have jobs right that's all yeah right. and you know I ca- it's gonna be a whole thing for me to bring somebody else on board them so i'd rather you just stay on and then you have to like can... book one at the university <laughs> it's, it's this whole thing yeah but i think it kind of like shows up like the whole difference between the harkonnens and the atreides because mm-hmm. the atreides are doing things by the book right even when they're being underhanded by like sending duncan idaho to to try it's kind of nice and and fair right but the Harkonnens don't play fair. Mm-hmm. And I Duke think... Duke is a real uh, Ned Stark kind of character. Right, yeah, exactly. Rules, Very much so. Apply, guys. Come on, and also an inspirational figure that people would rally behind. Mm-hmm. Hence his right. summary. Excellent. Yeah, but also someone who, who takes, you know, people as individuals and, and he, he acknowledges their their use. Um, it, it's... Uh, he's not as concerned with the the protocols, you know, in that sense, because it's more about what's the best place for you to be for this mission that we're going to be going ahead with. You know, you'll do something, like you said, do something underhanded, like send out um, um, Duncan Idaho. Hold on, that's bothering me. Um, because like th- there's a mission, there's a there's a goal in mind that he'd like to accomplish. Um, but uh, I lost my train of thought now. Uh, you need a mentat, bro. Yeah, I do. Listen, I need you someone. Got a mentat here who you would be like, listen, bro. You were just talking about how like 
the Leto himself is like representative of the sort of uh, person that people could find. That's why he's a threat in Duncan, Idaho. He went to go do his mission <laughs> first to befriend the Fremen, <laughs> but before they could put all their plans together, the Harkonnens weren't fighting fair. Right. And after See, having sabotaged that... the machinery, they just said straight up, we're going to have our inside man, right. Dr. Was it Wu? You. Yeah. Yue. Dr. Yue. Right. They said, Yue, you're going to be our inside guy and you're going to turn off the shield generators. Yeah. So you mean I need you to be here then because you just did all that for me, right. which is great. Joel is our mentor. Yeah, so let's talk about that character, Dr. Yue. Um, what cool exactly? Nothing wrong. What's, what's right. his whole... Cause he all right, so he he's a doctor. Paul on the back of his head and he's just like, nah, he's good. Imperial so, conditioning. Okay. Right. So, like, so, so like, for Ferris, their supercomputer, he's like their MRI? Right. Okay. He's, like, so, he's like their MRI slash diagnostic slash GP. Right. Okay. And the thing is, doctors, like, because of the conditioning, they literally cannot cause any harm mm -hmm. to the person. Um, so, they're, like, entrusted to look after, like, nobility and even, like, the emperor. Mm -hmm. But issue is, UA was, like... Compromised. Compromised because the Baron, Baron was like, hmm, how do I get to... Who can I get to? Mm -hmm. Can I get to Gurney's to... He hates us. Mm -hmm. Can I get to Duncan? No, Maybe the doctor. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kidnap his wife right. and torture her and rip her apart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the sort of things that they would have to do to a woman, I think Wanda was her name, the sort of things that they would have to do to a person in order to break imperial conditioning, there's an implication there mm -hmm. that uh, that really shows what the Harkonnen are because imperial conditioning, it's not only genetic, there's also like psycho, like psychotropic components to it. So... Mm -hmm. They did really, really bad things to his wife in order to break that that mental condition. And and even then, like after he he betrays them, he's still trying to help them. Mm -hmm. Yes, because he puts that's the, the teeth thing in her. Right, he right. Paul, the Duke's signet <laughs> ring, which is an important political sign that will be necessary because to lead, he has you know, to have he the has symbol. To have that the, symbol, the seals of mm -hmm. power, and right. the coronet or the scepter or whatever. Right. He gives yeah. her the signet ring. And he also gives them a fighting chance to live in the desert. Yeah. Cool. It's it um, it's also that he gets murdered like right after. Right. So, so oh, the Baron does. But I think he kind of knows that he's gonna die. But he's he has to do it anyway. Yeah, he's also very. I think there's a little desperate desperation, you know, at that that final scene where he's just like, "Hey, I did everything you asked." And so he can release my wife, right? Right. Cool. Yeah. So um, there's this nice little theory about that we actually do get to see his wife mm -hmm. um oh as the as the the, the creature so like okay pause that's the that's the six-handed right one. right yeah so that came up and i forgot about it until now because they never addressed it again in the movie and oh, a lot of no no they, they, they didn't like, don't worry about that what don't the fuck was what? that mean <laughs> explain that it's shit. not in the book it's not in it's not it's just something that they put in and i like the theory that that's his wife so, okay. <laughs> so Wait, what? It's not in the book. That one it's not in the book. What? No, that, that's not in the that's book. That's all Dennis. That's all that he just said. This six series Lord of the Rings S book doesn't have this one fucking thing in it. It's it yep. it yep. You so, can't just put in this six hand. It was a human hand. So it there was like, is a reason. Okay. And the reason is they're actually foreshadowing the Telexu, the Telexu like intersection with the Harkon. And there's essentially. This faction the in Tlelax? space called the Telexu or the Telexu. Tlelax, I think. Is, yeah, the yeah. Tlelaxu. Mm -hmm. The Tlelaxu face dancers, right? And basically, it's... That's the nerdiest thing that's ever been said. That's Thank you. Bro! <laughs> it's, it's complicated and it's weird, but they're like face changers in the same way like in Game of Thrones. Okay. You have the mm -hmm. faceless yeah. men. Right, right. And they're, they're very strong political agents and they do a lot of genetic experimentation. They're heavily linked with the Harkonnen 
and uh, we we assume, although we don't know, it might be Wanda, that that right, is that's a where, former human mm-hmm. being that has been heavily edited, like a word document. Okay, okay. right, like a word document. So like when when a when Helen document. meets a word document. <laughs> <laughs> so that, when, that's what the first draft of this movie was. <laughs> <laughs> so when Helen meets with the the with with the Baron and says and he and he says oh she can pet can stay uh-huh. he's not gonna understand anything it's kind of showing you that that person was a human because right, right. the voice actually does work on it yeah if it was so, an animal the voice would have not been able to right. command it so okay so the voice like can the voice work on the worms or not no no, it works no. on sentient creatures right, and that's the thing yeah. remember i was talking about intelligence right 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 it's a sentience thing there's right. a big Smart theme. Enough to be mm-hmm. yeah there's a big cool. theme um, in like the whole series and Frank Herbert was obsessed with this about human beings overcoming their nature right. to, to slaughter one another in their millions and, and then becoming greater than they actually are mm. yeah right. and, and, and so I mean that plays into the, the whole kind of limiting warfare and advancement through technologies just that you're, you're, you're basically you have the bare bones up to a certain limit and then you have to overcome with those limitations that you've set as as a human and also just leaves an equal playing field right to everybody interesting okay you uh, see good book, good book. <laughs> well it's i was i was gonna say it's interesting it's because like these sci-fi books so there's there's so like i watched something like um rebel moon uh, like two you weeks. Keep on ago. bringing up this terrible movie, Dan. because sometimes it's it, it it applies. Is it the worst thing you've seen like all year? Because no, you really, not really. Him. I mean, you're really um Baron Harkin in that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it it was. It's more like so. It, you described it really well as a screensaver movie where it's like something on in the background, and then when you look up, it's just like some crazy shit yeah. is happening. Moonfall. <laughs> Moon, yeah, yeah. Um, it's all moon-based properties. Yes. I love <laughs> but um, but but Dune is 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 a little bit similar in that I will see something that doesn't have any explanation, doesn't really you know um, um, go into what it means, and as opposed to Rebel Moon, where I watch something like that and I see it, and then once it's off the screen, it's just gone. Like it was a cool visual, but I'm not thinking about the meaning behind it or the backstory for it. Dune is the opposite, where I want to know more about it. I can't tell you how frustrating it is for you to not have the answers for me about that thing. Like, all there you have are, is theories there are, for there me. There are what we call vibes movies. Yeah. Like, you don't really get what's going on, but you're kind of taking it all in. Yeah. And there are, like, good vibes movies. Right. Like Dune, and there's bad vibes movies, there's, like Rebel where you're just, like, go. more annoyed, right. more confused. It's like, what are. is the audience expectation, you know? Because if you treat the audience like they're not babies, then sometimes you can show something without explaining mm-hmm. it. You know, mm-hmm. it's show, don't tell. But on the other hand, if you do that too often, then you lose a sense of connection with your audience because you're asking them to understand too many things that you have not explained. So there's a fine balance to dance there. And honestly, I think the the movie does a pretty decent job of navigating it. Yue was actually one of the characters, the only character I feel who really suffered from the adaptation. Mm. Because in the books, they you understand Yue completely mm-hmm. in the books, like one hundred percent completely. You understand every, you understand completely like why he is doing this with the imperial conditioning. You may not know what they did to his one, his mm-hmm. wana, but you understand. In the movie, it really comes out of nowhere, which I don't. Yeah, because you see him in dis- two scenes. Yeah, you see him in two scenes. Yeah. It comes out of nowhere. I don't dislike it because it kind of helps with the whole this 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 betrayal was really unexpected. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's but jolting. If anything suffered in the adaptation, it was that one character. I mm-hmm. feel like it's the one misstep the movie made. Yeah. But like, but it's 
like I said, it, it, it is a surprise of his betrayal. But like going back to what you said, like I think if a movie in in these kind of fantasy movies, as long as you you can like ground something and then introduce something weird, ground something and then introduce something weird, because like at the end of the day, like I watched this with somebody who like could not give less of a fuck of, of, of about about sci-fi. Yeah. yeah, and like she she went into it, like she explained it perfectly. It was like. Oh, them taking over. There's like a new corporate merger, and then the boss really wants to fuck the person over. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that's exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly yeah. 100. Exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so like when when he's you're introducing all these weird things, you're like, oh, well, here comes a doctor, and the doctor touches you and tells you what's wrong with you. You're like, well, that's how that, I guess that's how doctors. This work. is how doctors are here. Yeah, yeah. You, know, it's, yeah it's you, you you just go with it. Right. Um, and yeah, I I I take your points about the the because what you're explaining about the backstory really does explain why and and gives more of a context to it but i think we've seen that betrayal so often in in movies like okay they took someone that he loved and then he did something yes, he shouldn't no have, so. i'm not saying it's yeah. definitely understandable i'm yeah, saying yeah and i'm not calling it a mistake i'm calling it a misstep right. as such because i feel like understanding ua's character a little better helps the understanding of like paul and leto but honestly, yeah. as a note, yeah. if that's the one thing that your adaptation like had a problem with, then he, he got off golden. Mm-hmm. Because adaptation is a very difficult art, especially with things, some stories that are pretty unapproachable. Yeah. And and Dune was the, I mean, famously has been called unadaptable. Unfilmable. Unfilmable. <laughs> unfilmable, yeah. <laughs> but they, they, they did a pretty good job of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wish that it had more of a theatrical showing, um, but... Because they, they they did get the sequel and people seem to be excited for the sequel. I'm hoping that... Because Batman Begins was not a huge splash. It did well. People, people liked like, it. Fascinating. Right. Like a good Batman film. There are kind of several the people, the, the mm-hmm. when they saw The Dark Knight, had not seen Batman Begins. Right. And they didn't uh, need to. Right. Really. Exactly. It so I'm, I'm hoping that that is what happens with this this franchise. Um, yeah, everybody in the world has watched Dune on their HBO Max accounts. Exactly. <laughs> there feels like there's a sort of slow, like, rumbling avalanche, yeah, like, cultural yeah, yeah. momentum right. that's building behind Dune 2, which I haven't felt very often. I guess the last two seasons of Game of Thrones are probably a good mm-hmm. uh, yeah. example mm-hmm. of that. But it's also, like, it's not just that the the pandemic happened for the first Dune, but then the strikes happened last yeah. year to push Dune back again. Exactly. Mm. So that means well, like, Dune was shut out of this year's Oscars, right. which right. sucks. Well, a lot so of people are... Yeah, All right. Sorry, like... like as, as, I don't know if it's you I told you, but like it'd be so fast. This would be like last year should have been like the year of Timothy, mm-hmm. really, as like yeah. a movie star because Wonka, he, Wonka. He, he would have had Wonka and Dune because Dune was supposed to come in October, so he'd have had the whole of October with Dune crushing it, and then and then come and clean up shop with with Wonka in Christmas. Like, yeah, I think that would have been his like his Leonardo DiCaprio moment, his big where, he, where he's like, now you know this is the nigga. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think he was very close to that and like kind of fucked up which is weird because like the strikes kind of ended what october 5th i think it was it was very much like dune got pushed back and then like two weeks later the strikes Strike were over, over yeah. yeah and i know i know it's, it's difficult to like organize all the niggas to get to the press store <laughs> you i think if, if they had like kind of held ground it it would have been like a phenomenal christmas movie it's, yeah it's, it's, it's yeah. weird that's coming out march that seems yeah no odd. march is like honestly it's it's a big yikes, but it's yeah. so it's so good and it's it's has so much momentum behind it that I think it's gonna crush regardless. But yeah. it might have shattered every record yeah. Yeah. if it had happened last year. Well, uh, there's quite a few things that didn't do very well last year, um, and Dune I feel like it could have made a good use of that, especially 
during that time where a lot of things were pushed because of the strikes. Um, I think this would the, Captain Marvel break the hundred million dollars if they had. Like, I think so because right. I think Iman Villani is like a big draw for that, yeah. and she didn't get to do her like thing. her wild autocomplete interview and stuff. Kimmel, yeah, yeah. I think I think there would have been a, a. I I won't say like a billion. But I would say maybe another fifty million on top would right. have been because of that. Um, but then, yeah, I think it being in March is just like there's not that much gonna be out. I guess. Um, April for going forward from April is pretty packed. Right. Um, for the for the rest Spring of the year. Spring break, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, you got I think Godzilla's coming out in April. Yeah. Um, or Monkey Boys. Monkey Boys are coming out. Them apes are back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you got Deadpool coming out in in july so it's like it's it is it is gonna be a, it, it's funny because there's not that many superhero movies this year right but there's a there's a lot of i mean outside if of deadpool fails i don't think there's gonna be a lot next year either boy <laughs> listen i'm i'm hoping that we may have reached the final arc of superhero yeah, fatigue but yeah. we'll see we'll see um all right so joel have you seen avatar the way of the water mm-hmm, very much so i watched it in imax um, oh, yeah. uh, and it was wonderful do you know um, you know our boy payakan do you know our boy Payakan? Payakan? Yeah. Is that is that the guy who played Spider? No. No, that's, that's the funny. whale. <laughs> no, Payakan is the whale who had his arm cut off, and then he so did the big revenge, revenge at the end. Right. Right. He fucked up that ship, didn't he? Talk, talk, wow. Talk to, talk to me about that, please. I'm a little out of the loop. Okay. Um, so basically, he's... Payakan the, the, the Rebel Tolkun. He was um, banished from his tribe for mm-hmm. interfering with humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subsequently... And this um, is the one where the, the, the Jake Sully's kid, uh, he Lo- went Loak, and... Loak, obviously. Use, use, please, put some respect on his name. Use his name, Loak. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, he links up with Loak. Um, they become besties. Sorry, how many yeah. times have you seen Dune? Six. Okay, Bam's seen Avatar 2 like eight. Yeah. I've yes. seen Avatar 2 once, so right. I'm working off of vibes. Yeah, here. Okay, yeah. Fair Mm-hmm. Anyway, they got a character named Parakan. Um, me and Damon watched Way of the Water back at Christmas, like shortly after this podcast started, and we were like, "Yo, that's our fucking nigga, that way, <laughs> right? That's that's the best fucking character in that movie." It is. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. subsequently, from there on, whenever we're discussing a movie, we 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 just started going, "Hey, who's like?" the background character who's like crushing it and <laughs> the, like, the payakan of the movie the pa- the oh, yes exactly the movie, Joe, i got it that I got is got the it. precise terminology yeah. we use yeah exactly so it's, it can't be like in the main main it can't be on the can't be a character on the poster mm-hmm. right it has to be like someone in the background is slowly like that person's doing the lord's work in this mm-hmm, film mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we're gonna now pick all right now i'll say to you bam the there's a lot of people okay. on this poster so right. are you sticking by your poster rules no, for this one uh, okay um it can't be Timothy Zendaya, Oscar, or um, God, I should know her name, Jessica. Just J- J- Jennifer Ferguson. We also got to rule okay. out Re- Rebecca. We also can got to rule out Duncan Idaho, unfortunately. They resurrect him like 250 times. Okay. It can't yeah. be him. Right. Okay. No, 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 no. That's the real Jesus of we're Dune. Not gonna, we're not talking <laughs> about that. Okay. We're not talking so, about the goal. So Duncan Idaho cannot be considered. All right. Okay. It's, All right. Okay, can um can can Gurney Halleck be considered? Yeah. All yes. Right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um. So I actually have like multiple paracans because well, the movie's so long. I was like, all right, each arc can get one. Okay, I, I, as 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 the you know, as, usually on this podcast, me and Damon are the nerds explaining to the guests like where things. Where are the movie. jocks, bro? Where the, where the jocks, we're gonna give bro. these guys wedges right. and put them in right, right. in lockers so, so later. So you want to do our paracans first, and we get to these fucking right. nerds over. So I, <laughs> I, I I have I kind of have two paracans. Okay. Um, because one I feel like is like. Nobody can argue with me that this is the Paracon because this is like 
the Paracon of Dune, but it's the fucking worm. Worm, baby? The worm, worm? itself, okay. I will posit as a Paracon because it's, it is a showstopper yeah. when, like, all you see is the mouth of the worm right, in that right. initial scene where the crawler is, is you know, being attacked. Right. We'll all see. those fucking teeth... And, and then the fact that they've got swords made out of these teeth. And I'm just wondering, how the fuck do you get that? Right. Um, through, through immense trial, I imagine. And then, like, every second that they're in sand, right. even if you're not seeing the worm, you're thinking about the right. worm. Like, right. the presence of it is yeah. continuous. Mm-hmm. So when they're running across and then the, the, the thumper... When, 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 they're, when they're not using the rhythm method. Right. Like when, when they're walking like white people where they right. shouldn't be. Right. Um, they, they walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> Listen, you gotta hit the gritty if you want to cross the yeah, desert. Exactly, you, like, gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. So, but like when that big worm comes out and the, he's standing face to face with it, I mean that's your poster right mm-hmm. there. Right. Um, but aside from the worm, right. my nigga Jamis. Oh, it's crushing it. Uh, crushing, coming out like it, to to Javier Bardem being like, nah, bro. I don't trust these people. Right. She she had a knife to your throat. Right. You're not the boss of me anymore. I'm a challenge. We and then we can't take it everywhere. Person, we see. We can't <laughs> be doing this. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be bad. It's gentrification. Yeah. Haven't you been listening? Yeah. Um. You and already got these blue eyes. You want? <laughs> oh wow. And 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 so he does the challenge. Timothy Chalamet steps up for his mama. Um. By the way, what does that mean? Because because Stilgar says that Jamis can't challenge. Jessica, yeah, because she's, she's a weirding woman. Enough. She's a weirding woman. A weirding woman, right? Just, it, it, I thought it was the Benedict. All right, were so too important to kill. One. No, no. So the Benedict, what they did, they 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 kind of Infiltrate. seeded uh, a religion on Dune, mm-hmm. so that if a Benedict go called Arrakis, please. Okay, we'll say Arrakis. My <laughs> Dune, <laughs> my desert. My um, so they seeded the religion there, so. They do that in so that if there's a Bene Gesserit there that's in trouble, mm-hmm. they can go to the local population. And because Arrakis is such a horrible place, yeah. they instill more of the religion into the the culture of the con- of of the planet. Keep in mind they were doing this for a long long time, time. Yeah. right? Okay. So um, because of that, they're aware of what sort of what a Bene Gesserit is but they have another name for it right. so do, do we want to go, go into that and like the water and everything no so <laughs> basically wedding women right so they kind of have that thing <laughs> and they're like these women are sacred to them right. so okay. you can't yeah, attack them you can't attack them alright so, 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 so Paul is just like I'll fight on, on mother's behalf right. and they do their fight and what I love about this fight scene is like Jamis loses like two or three times right. and every time he loses you just hear his like his his screaming, his screaming, his growl, and it's like this guttural thing where he's like, "You're you will kill me. Right. I don't care what Rose happens. Rose, you will kill. I will not let you let me live." It's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. I think it's one of the most powerfully acted scenes in the he, movie because he is so full of rage and yeah. confusion that he is not yet dead. Yeah, and I think it's because it, it's like it's it culture shock for him basically because yeah, he's absolutely. like these outsiders are coming in and they're they're trying to come in with us. Yeah. But I am so used to live or die right. in this desert, yeah. and you're trying to spare me. Yeah, shit, use my water for my body. It's yeah. it's 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 one. This little fucking Timothy Chalamet twerp has beat me. Right, it's like the twink attack. Exactly, <laughs> right. and then and then two, it's like he doesn't so even that's have a different movie. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even have the audacity to kill me, um, and and that 
all of that comes and through. he takes it as a dishonor because like yeah you should be killing me right now yeah. well at least Stilgard is like oh he doesn't know our ways and stuff yeah we'll give him a blight but Stil- nigga you gotta kill him Stilgard is, Stilgard going, is, like, is he insulting like, him why is this nigga killing what is he is he playing around let he must kill him no mm. but jessica has to say he's never taken a life with right. the blade and Stilgard's like oh, oh yeah. that is a little rough huh right. well still gotta go still gotta do it but what i like about Bo- it boy and popped his chariot huh Mm. They, because you get Paul's visions of of of, of Janice before, yeah. like as a friend, so you can see both sides to the character, right. even though it it, it it's not really happened in the movie. Yeah. you can see that yes, he's actually a caring and thoughtful person. Yeah. but yeah. because yeah, yeah, of yeah. this situation, he's this rabid dog that you have to put down. Right, right. It, right. Without going too deep into it, and Villeneuve does a really good job of this. With Why the are you choosing building. now to not go too deep? Y- y'all have been going deep all episode. I'm so sorry, but listen, if I went deep, I would start talking about Duncan Idaho getting resurrected for six books straight. But let me not talk about this. <laughs> let me talk. Save about, that for Doom Part Two. We gotta, we gotta save it for Messiah. Okay. Like, right. Um, right. It, what, what's important here is that um, it, it it softly introduces the fact that there are unresolved and unlike yes. redeemed universes that could have happened Mm -hmm. there it it introduces a multiverse theory in a very soft way because this is a hard sci-fi book but they're Mm -hmm. like there is a universe where you would have been the best of friends with this man Mm -hmm. right now kill him Mm. and that's what frank herbert's about well and and like it is it is one of the best instances of you not knowing the backstory but this one element really does kind of inform that like you get as you said, Bam, the vibes of it, because his performance gives me pretty much all of that, like his frustration, his um, his, his wrestling with the dishonor of it. Mm-hmm. The actor's name is, um, I'm going to fuck this up. It's Babs Olusan. Barbara Streisand? No. Oh my gosh, she's great. His first name is Babs, B-A-B-S. His last name is Olusan Mokun. Oh, that's pretty good. Cool. O-L-U-S-A-N-M-O-K-U-N. I would not have tried. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. But yeah, that's my pack. Was it back on? All right, great. Um, yeah, I mean, I had chills during that scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. straight up and down. Rest, yeah. rest in peace, Jamis. Yeah, baby. Um, I'm, your moisture. Okay, reduced. I'm really glad that you chose um, Sunworm mm-hmm. as your pack on. Um, that's that is the most pack on answer we've had yep. since since since, 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 <laughs> since, <laughs> since <laughs> pack. I was watching it thinking this is the true a nature of a pack on. Yeah, yeah, big yeah. fucking thing yeah, big just thing. comes out of nowhere and yeah, show. captivates All you. Right. Um. So, um. My Paracon actually falls in one of our subcategories. Okay. Ferret. Oh, okay. Who's right? a ferret? All right. Joel, I'll explain ferret later. Um, I'm not I actually like, don't right know what ferret is. Okay. In kindergarten class. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger has a ferret. And he introduced the ferret. You're like, why does he have a ferret for? And then and last ge- last bit of the game, the ferret like bites the bad guy and Arnold Schwarzenegger can win mm-hmm. against the bad guy. You're like, oh, shit. Ferret saved the day. Yo, ferret, ferret class Paracon. Ferret, ferret, yeah. ferret class yeah. Paracon. Okay. Yeah. My ferret is actually Little Desert Mouse. Mouse While they're camping. Because yeah. you see Little Desert Mouse, you're like, oh, a cute little mouse. And he sweats. Yeah. And he takes the sweat off his hair and he drinks it. Mm-hmm. And that explains the entire ecosystem yeah. of mm-hmm. Dune. I did not need any more explanations yeah. for how these desert creatures It explains the technology of the right. Fermin, right. everything. I'm yeah. not like, I get it. Perfect. That's what I'm, it like, explains I their it. culture. I get, I get how this, how any animal in this world immediately works. Right, like, right, perfect. right. That's I'm such like, a good, you did so much with so little. That's almost. such a good point there. Yeah. That's such a good point there. Because not only is it a thematic link to the actual um, Paul's prophecy name um, of Mu'a, deep to the to the fremen people because mm-hmm. he's the kuzats heterak to the wider universe mm-hmm. and the houses of the lands rad right like okay he's this big messiah but on 
the planet where he's a native of now because he becomes the face of Arrakis. Right. He's the prophet Muad'Dib. So they use that intersection, but then they, but then Dennis also is like, but also this is how the biology of the planet right. works. Mm -hmm. Honestly, intersectional world building like that, it's one of the hardest things to pull mm -hmm. off. Yeah. Um, I, I, also, let's point out that there was that scene where you mentioned her character earlier. Um, da, 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 she's right there. Liat Kynes. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be my choice for the Pyacon. Really? Go on. Talk yeah. about yeah, that. Indeed. Um, so, interesting ad adaptation change here. Liat was a man in the actual books. Okay. And the death scene is actually quite different, and it's a little bit more morbid, a little bit more kind of existential. Um, they kind of went in, in, in a similar direction, but it was a little different. I really like Liat, and I would call her in this movie Arpayakan because she, like the mouse, sets up a lot of interesting like interactions with the planet. Like by how she acts towards the planet, you yeah. kind of understand what someone who would have to live on this planet would be like because she's yeah. an imperial representative remember right, she's, right. she's the she's a diplomat she's a, she's a diplomat she's the justicier she has to oversee certain things in regards to who's running arrakis and reporting it back to the emperor but she's gone native zine like her eyes are blue right mm -hmm. so and she's a guide for them in the film but also very much a guide for the, the audience like 100 yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. she's and the a, firm and respect her yeah yeah she's like a she's like an intersectional point she's like a post where like you know, like how diplomats sometimes they start to wear shorts. Like a, a American diplomat here will eventually be wearing like shorts and shit like that. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. like yeah. she has she has blue eyes, and it's the reason that she has such a good scene for me is because you see when she decides to abscond her duties as an imperial justiciar, like a representative, like and say, you know what, I'm gonna help the Atreides. I really like that the movie immediately said, "That's wonderful, Shank." Yeah, yeah. like because it's, it's <laughs> such a it's such a clear message as to what happens in real life. Frank Herbert was all about the allegory. Mm -hmm. What happens in real life when the proxy of a puppet state mm -hmm. decides to say, "No, you know what? I don't want to work for the Imperium right. anymore," mm -hmm. and they're just like, "Shame." We don't need, we don't need yeah. That's Aww. a real shame. Morals? Nah, not gonna happen yeah. here. And um, so yeah, the the Pyacon for me, she 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 yeah. stole the show for me. I think that she had one of the most powerful performances, and it was understated. Yeah, it mm -hmm. definitely was because there's a scene where when she's first setting them up with um their their the desert suits, suits right, mm -hmm. and she sees um she says to Paul, oh you've worn one of these before, and he's just like no oh. first time, like, and she's well, like, you, like you, you, you tied your laces like yours, and then she has um uh, she says something under her breath. Uh, like um, uh, he, 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 he will know your ways he will, he will know, know your ways and know, know, you know your customs as though he was one of you like. right exactly and it's like she she says it basically like how any Jamaican woman will just cite revelations right. at the first drop of a hat right. where she sees anything that you know she'll be like the, the mark of the beast or whatever mm -hmm. and it feels very much like this very religious moment for her like I'm just having to come to terms with what Everyone's is... quoting the Quran in this, like, right? Like... Man, the Quran gets quoted like endlessly. But that that moment there is quite interesting as well because the 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 Bene Gesserit have like laid all of this mythology for this planet, and you see it's gone so far and for so long, yeah. That even imperial agents believe it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like I'm looking at, at at a boy here, but I cannot divorce what I'm seeing from the myth and the legend that I have come to know so well mm -hmm. um and that is he gonna do his jesus for today's in the fourth nights and then in the next movie is that <laughs> 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 i think that's myself um, are you doing yeah you're yeah. gonna have to get to the third movie for that for, mm -hmm. for him to disappear into the desert y'all better go fun. see this movie in cinemas i swear to god mm -hmm. all right what's your pie account oh uh, 
question. All right, so Joel already went with one. Okay. So Kynes was mine for Act Two. Act Three was was Janice. Right. Act One. Okay. Guys, Helen Mohaim. Woo! Yes, because. Like she, like I can't really spoil it, but she's like a really big character in like the, the whole setup of yeah. who Paul and who Paul's children are. Okay. So and who is then it, who, who is it? You talk. You talking about the woman who? Yes, the the old woman. Yes. Okay. Okay. Got you. So yeah, yeah. She's she's a good pack and yeah. she's fucking creepy. She's fuck well, she's creepy, but she's creepy for a reason because she's trying to bring about the messiah no no no, i get it like she has a purpose and she's she's no she's like the head nun of a monastery she's supposed to be inherently a creepy person right (laughs) like there's another thing i want to say but i don't want to spoil it i don't want to spoil it it opens up too many many questions it's hard to spoil dune because it's so weird like genuinely but there are it opens up a box that's probably not worth yeah but i brought the box (laughs) (laughs) but for reasons She's probably my favorite character, like side character in the movie. Okay. Yeah. No, she's that. that I think that's a great. She has a very commanding scene, mm. um, and she is not in the movie much, but that's a scene that you she don't forget. Right. As well. she yes. Will, you will see her again in movie two. Yeah. You will see her again mm-hmm. in movie three, and if there is a movie four, yeah, you will she will see, see her, her again, again in movie four. Cool. Uh, well, I mean, he's talked about wanting to do a third one. I feel like they'll. He will just keep making Dune as long as they let him keep making Dune, as long as they let him have. I the think he also. Love does not read the plot log line for the next books. I assume mm. he will continue. If yeah. you decide, the thing is, guys, you have to realize book one, as I said at the start of this, book one fits very well into Hollywood. They're like, this is perfect. If you yeah. actually try to make the Dune series, it would not be giving good political messages to the people from the elites. Right, mm-hmm. right. That right. would not be a smart thing to do if right. they want to maintain their power. Okay. Because it's a very heavy criticism of Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Zendaya is also in this movie, but not much, and I feel like people might have gone into it. That's people a thousand percent were like, "Ooh, Zendaya is her woman, great, sign me up!" Right, and you got like a Lancome perfume commercial of her vaguely walking through in a nice shawl. Yeah, that and, my, and that's it. Movie done. My yeah. coworker, that was another like gripe she had. She's like, "But I, I'm a Zendaya fan. Right. I went in this for Zendaya. Zendaya. They were I was like, 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 I was like, "Don't worry." Dune 2 is coming. Yeah, she'll be in that. Um, I have a feeling she's gonna crush the role as Chani still yes. because um. Chani is an important character too. She's a, a foil to a foil to Paul, and she has a lot of influence. So yeah. I have a feeling that's going to be pretty good. Yeah, I'm I'm hopeful for that. It's just I know that there were people who went in wanting to see the Timothy Chalamet and their show, right, and they did not get right. that. Well, all they got was future flash forwards yeah. of yeah. sepia filters. Right, right, right exactly. You and got as teaser, you got teaser trailers. As you said, lots of commercial shots of her just looking at the camera right. with, with well, the, the dust of wind blowing in her Once hair. again, I have no idea what happens, but I'm super prepped for Florence Pugh in the sequel. That's mm-hmm. I'm hoping oh, she's she, Irulan, isn't yes. she? I'm hoping she's not like my Zendaya where I go in and like, oh, Florence Pugh crushing it, baby. And she's only in there for like two minutes. I hope... I hope not. Don't tell me otherwise, but like... Irulan is a super interesting character. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, let me see what else I got in, in that scene. Oh, I know what I want to talk about. What do you we want haven't to touched it yet. Sure. The fucking music in this movie. Man. Yeah, should, I should have brought a keyboard because yeah. I've studied this music. Oh, really? Uh, I love it. I love this yeah. music. Yeah. Uh, right. so, so on the way... Hanzima's second Oscar. Yeah. The man has a storied career. Mm-hmm. He's one of the, what, three composers any person on the fucking street could name. Yeah. It's this and Lion King. Yeah. Those are his only Oscars. 
That is so fucking weird to me. That's telling. It's yeah. telling. Even though he changed the entire landscape of cinema sound with Inception, exactly. mm-hmm. he still got recognized for this one. And there is a reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, I find it cool that you, uh, Damien, that you took a, a quick nap in the movie because I was like, you can nap through the bagpipes. You know, so that's funny enough. That's when I woke up. There you go. <laughs> I hate the Atreides theme. Really? I hate the bagpipes. Really? I totally love it's it. It's the worst part in the, in the score for me, fucking but it's it, still amazing. Amazing to oh, me. Oh, but it's mm-hmm. hype though. It's hype. It it's hype, hype as it fuck. Hype. Yeah, yeah. It, so it sounds like a real brigade, which yeah. is what it is. Yeah. So <laughs> if, just for the listeners, mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to know that there's actually three soundtracks yeah. that have been released for the movie. So let me just get my notes. Yeah. All right. So there's. He has four pages of notes. By I have four pages. I, I don't, I'm got, only. I don't think he's gotten to one page. Not one page because it's it's okay. So there's. The original soundtrack that basically is the the music that plays through each the, each um, scene, mm-hmm. and then there's the Dune sketchbook, which is described as extended immersive musical explorations. Yeah, so that's basically like all the background music and all the stuff. Ambience and stuff. And that, yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's like one part where they're like throwing shit on the ground, and mm-hmm. they, they make that musical. And I was like. I understand why he won the Oscar mm-hmm. because if you go and like watch the documentaries of how the soundtrack was made, yeah. it is oh, Hans is, doing the most that. experimental work that he's right. ever done. You can tell. He invented instruments. He invented instruments. Like all he gets he like got some girls to go. Ah! Yeah. I'm like that girl's crushing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, so the third one is called. The art and soul of Dune. Mm-hmm. Very right, punny. Right. So it's described as uniquely crafted versions of the film's main themes okay. curated by Zuma. So it's not even, most of them aren't even in the movie. It's just shit that was like, you know, this sounds cool. I'm going to put this together and right. make you guys listen to it. So if you want some music to sleep to. Yeah. Yes. Who's my boy who's doing the throat singing during the blood ritual? Because that could have been my pie. That, 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 oh, that, shit. Dude, blessing the Sarkonans or whatever. Yeah, the Sardaukar. Oh, shit. We didn't even bring up the Sardaukar. Anyways. Yes, we're all good. That, yeah. that, that made my wife just like go like this. She does not like the game. She's, she's not a fan of throat singing. Zimmer, he won. He won. It was not. Okay, so. Unfortunately, Best original it, score. unfortunately, it's also yeah. it. Nothing. It's not a good like you know effort, but it's it's also if you look at what he was against, this, there was not a lot that came out that year that was a uh, content. Well, what was going to beat it? Nothing. Not <laughs> nothing I that can't. year. So so you had um, Nicholas Brittell's score, and Nicholas Brittell is a great composer. He did um, uh, Succession, and he's on a lot of great TV. Mm-hmm. Um, he did Don't Look Up. Uh, Encanto had a good score, but you know, as like a musical Disney kind of score, yeah. so it's nothing. People that, were there for the songs, right? They were there for the songs themselves. Uh, Power of the Dog has this very kind of quiet mm-hmm. um, Western kind of score, and this movie Parallel Mothers, which I don't know, um, by Alberto Iglesias. So it it kind of is a product of. Is that Ricky's, Ricky's brother? <laughs> it kind of is a product of Zimmer not really like he's playing against himself Mm -hmm. uh and then he and he also wasn't even there to win to to accept the award like uh, there's a video of him at his hotel and his daughter comes out and he's and she's just like dad you won and he's in his fucking bathrobe because he's just like i don't need the oscars like i'm Hans zimmer i'm bigger than the oscars Um, and he's also done that for several other scores like uh man of steel has Mm -hmm. a sketchbook um oddly enough 
the X-Men Dark Phoenix has oh, like an extended version of the I score didn't know as that well. He did a perfect film. He did, yeah, he did. <laughs> and uh it it's they're they're good scores like for for movies that are, you know, not not so great. Um but yeah, he's he's always I, he's I always crushing this it. This is my favorite Hans Zimmer score. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. For me as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Like Inception no, no doubt. Inception was there and then this came out and mm-hmm. then I basically have like a YouTube playlist that I just play at work all yeah. day. It and would have taken such a score to beat the gradually like it, the interrogation theme from mm. the Dark Knight. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. from yeah, the Dark yeah, yeah. Knight. You know mm-hmm. the one that slowly rises in pitch over the course of right, like right, seven right. and a half right. minutes. Yeah, the, the ratcheting up t- tension. Mm-hmm. It would have taken a real score to beat that for me, and he finally managed right. it because. Yeah. Um, just on a purely like musician nerd note, mm-hmm. um, there is a really interesting scale that's used at the core of this um, piece. There's a kind of musical scale called the harmonic minor, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of the major minor scales. This scale that this th- movie theme is a double harmonic minor. Mm-hmm where it has an extra dissonant interval, the first half of the scale before the second half of the scale. Okay. So it, what, what it basically, what it boils down to, like, moving away from the musical context, is that there is an extra dissonance within the, within the theme of the music that's mm-hmm. extremely, like, alien and raw mm-hmm. and, like, exotic. Hmm. Um, that's, Smashing like, the at the theme. The I could, uh, if, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, if, yeah. if I had a, a keyword here, I could kind of sh- show it to you sonically, but just explaining it to you in words, mm-hmm. it's very alien mm. and very beautiful like haunting but mm-hmm. also very divergent from what we normally hear like in terms of western music yeah yeah mm. oh no everybody walked out of this movie going like so the soundtrack right like, right. Yeah. Yeah. like everybody's very much so that. i mean other things that um it, it won for us so it, it was nominated for 10 academy awards it won six yeah it, it won for uh best sound uh best obviously best, best achievement in in score right. uh Be- best um, sound right <laughs> uh, best achievement in visual effects, production design, and uh, cinematography and film editing. Nice. Uh, mm. It was also nominated for best picture. Um, one best editing because they like cut what, the last what, what one to best picture that <laughs> year. Twenty twenty two best picture coda, the one with the um, the deaf, deaf girl that, who wants to sing or her her family is deaf. Oh, that's Gans. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's Gans. That's Gans. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, it 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 also it was. I don't think Denny Villeneuve was dominated. He wasn't. Um, People were like very upset. That yeah, he everybody got yeah. Did like a bit of an uproar. Yeah, yeah. It was Man a, adapted Doom for Christ's sake. It was. It and was, did it well. well they it gave was, Peter Jackson his laurels. Like that was. Uh, I think they're the waiting until Dune Messiah. Well, yeah. When yeah, they yeah. gave them everything, like, yeah. like, like remember when, when Return of the King won every fucking thing ever? It's like they're like whoopsie dates. We, we forgot to give him yeah. a fellowship and, mm-hmm. and two towers. It was also nominated for best adapted screenplay. Didn't win. Um, uh, nominated for makeup and hairstyling, costume design. Oh man, the costuming is a yes, like man. literally. Oh oh or, oh! If you had costumers here, you could do an entire podcast on mm-hmm. costume alone. Yeah. not my department. Yeah. So I just thought, just little detail that i loved mm-hmm. so at the first scene when you have the herald of the change come mm-hmm. in you notice um jessica's wearing uh, a symbol on her mm-hmm. so that's the benny jesuit symbol that she's wearing mm-hmm. if you look at um guys helen maham she's also wearing it mm-hmm. but if you look at the little wax that they're using mm-hmm. to to that no, he the make the, yeah. to the candle that they, that also has the benny jesuit seal on it mm-hmm. so you're mm-hmm. showing that they're using the religion to seal um, their trade's fate, basically. Right, right, right. So it's it's kind of like a metaphor, like the Bene Gesserit are looking over 
all everything, everything that's happening yeah. and they're always in there in some some way so i kind of like that if you know like if you notice yeah, where the like, cinema com- comes you look at it on a physical level you're absolutely right Stephen. because mm-hmm. like embossing wax with a seal mm-hmm. changes it forever mm-hmm. until yeah, right. it's melted down. right right mm-hmm. right right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. yeah so you're saying this uh this whole universe is a matriarchy of some kind <laughs> Um, it's like uh, uh, it's like a dynastic patriarchy that's secretly called, but uh, controlled by like a matriarchy of witches. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, so like yeah. channel, Asian <laughs> channel. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. yeah. W- women's stories matters, guys. Yeah. What what actually won for costume design was Cruella. Really? Um, Disney's Cruella, which oh. well, it, that you, movie is about fashion, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say Dune is about a lot of things, but Cruella is about the outfits. That's, um, so that's it's true. it's really it took center stage there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, um, fair enough. She's yeah. a fashion designer. So. Yeah. You're right, and and she has she's a wonderful work. She she yeah. has like I think sixty three outfit changes in that movie. Oh, okay. um, so you know the costume cast, designer got paid overtime. I hope. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Dune is great. Uh, good movie. Um, I did want to say. It's it's interesting how the initial conversation about the Fremen in the movie is very much like native savage kind of conversation, you know, like mm-hmm. they're they're people of the the dirt. But then, as they are on Arrakis, Duncan Idaho is telling them about all this great technology that they have. Like, no, they're they're not just cavemen drawing on walls, which is what the image that I got from the movie in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's more like they have technology suited for the desert in ways you couldn't even possibly imagine like when they, they have were... survived the harkonnen for thousands of years yeah. i assume these niggas know what they're doing right because <laughs> yeah. because they present it as like this david and goliath situation but then as you learn more about them it's like oh it's not ten thousand; it's actually millions of people here yeah. um and and when they were explaining that the suit it it like recycles your body moisture it's like mind blown all right it's great um yes i I like the the characterization of the fremen and what they represented and i'm i'm looking that's what i'm looking forward to most in part two Mm -hmm. is seeing more of that society um because oh yeah yeah, that's fine go ahead i'm I'm, I'm gonna assume these two got some final thoughts so i'll Mm -hmm. just i'll just say um uh good movie go watch it Uh, Mm -hmm. go watch part two support theaters ladies and gentlemen um and uh, Austin Butler gonna be bald. Austin Butler gonna be bald, baby. Cri- cri- um, Christopher, uh, Chris Christopher Walken, big old emperor guy. Love yeah, it. walk without rhythm, you walk without, like, won't attract the worm. Oh, you can't just take over the government. <laughs> is that is that your walk? <laughs> that's that your walking. <laughs> what if Christopher Walken breaks character and is dead? Ser- like that's how fucking serious he's taking this thing. Is Christopher <laughs> Walken like he's a huge go back to, like, Dune fan? Yeah, Christopher, yeah, yeah. like King of New York, Christopher Walken, where he's talking normal, like. That'd be crazy. You know the Fat Boy Slim song, right? Yeah. yeah uh, weapon of choice. Like, is he like a big Dune fan, and that's why he did the? I'm just I, I, wondering. I, I, like, I, it's I, coming I, I, full no, I, circle. I guess Denis called him. And he's just like, yeah, sure. Yeah, but sure. I'm assuming he said, Christopher. Uh, it was up then. He's just like, I got the weirdest sovereign ever for you to play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested. Right. Yeah, sure. That's how he sounds. Yeah. Um. And then so uh. Okay. For any uh. Uh, dune, 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 dune buddies. What are you calling, Shaw? Uh, Dunies. Where the where the dunes? Like dude, but um, dune. The the, the, uh, the dune syndrome. The dune dudes. Um, yeah. So for anybody interested in this movie and like finding out like what could have been, I really encourage you to look up a documentary called Alexander Jodorowsky's Dune. J o d o r o y, s k y. Jodorowsky. To the culture right here. Listen to this guy, right. folks. It's a documentary that came out not too long ago 
uh, back in the 70s, uh, early, early 70s, this Spanish director called Alexander Jodorowsky, who makes incredible films, by the way, weird as fuck. Like, like put these on when, like, you're, like, high, and you'll have a great time. Yeah, he's from the tar- um, tar- Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky, kind of school, yeah. yeah. He, he makes very weird, very fascinating, like, fantasy movies. Anyway, back in the day, he had a fantastic idea to make Dune. He loved the book, and he's also a crazy person, by the way. I should, I should. Oh, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. A absolutely. real madman. But and he's like, I had this great idea. Like, I'm, I'm gonna adapt Dune. So he <laughs> takes like all of his resources. He goes to, like a student at the time. We're like, Yo, give me like um ten million dollars. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, give me like uh, a million dollars. I'm, I'm gonna do some pre-production for you guys. They're like, Yeah, sure. We love you, movies. Hand him a bunch of money. He goes out and he finds all these artists, all these designers, all these things. And he basically does the full pre-production on a Dune movie, right? And the cowards, he, they wouldn't follow. He, he, but as a madman, he basically says, okay, I crunched the numbers. I got all the designs. I got all the things. Um, like, like, like I'm, I, I just need you guys to like, give me the go ahead and I'll go start like casting everything. And they're like, okay, like, could you give us like a quick budget, a, a budget check? He's like, yeah, a hundred million dollars. And they're like, I beg your pardon? This is, 19, this is the 70s. This is 1973. No movie costs more than $5 million. What the fuck are you talking about? Right? And he's like, no, no, no. It's I need $100 million. Oh, by the way, it's going to be about 15 hours long. The movie. Like, it's going to be about 15 hours long. And they're like, Alexander, get the fuck out of the studio. <laughs> what is what, wrong with what you? What are you talking about? And they told him to fuck off. After he did like a year of prep, right? They're like, Get the fuck out of this office. Now, here's the amazing thing. The pre-product... When he did pre-production, he assembled a team of people that essentially went on to influence all sci-fi movies yeah. from henceforth. Mm-hmm. He got H.R. Geiger mm-hmm. and Dan O'Bannon in the mm-hmm. same room. Mm-hmm. Dan O'Bannon wrote the original Ridley Scott Alien, Alien. Sigourney mm-hmm. Weaver Alien. He got those two in the room. They are the ones that went on to make Alien, one of the most influential movies of all time. Mm-hmm. As well as that, he got uh, God, what was the guy's name? Um, uh, Rick, the guy who did the early Star Wars art, mm-hmm. uh, the early Star Wars designs. Yeah, right, right, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, Rick something. He I got the, he, he got him in the, in the same room as well. So, and then also For the all these and the mats, yeah. right? All these all all these like other amazing artists, and basically. Much like um, the Manhattan Project, when you get all these scientists all this <laughs> and they're all like working on different things. But imagine the the, the you, you form the Trinity, you form the Manhattan Project, but they don't actually blow the bomb. But all their ideas came together anyway. I believe so, Rob Botton was in the room as well. You know the guy who did effects on. Film. Yeah, Rob Botton. Yes, mm-hmm. right, he was, right, he was right. like fifteen at the time. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, right. He's, he's gonna make the thing in ten years. He's gonna yeah. like, make the best movie ever. Yeah. But so he got all the people in the room, and they had all these like wacky designs, and they basically all influence each other they got like they, they they got their pay to do it and so they all got their foot in in the door but then the movie didn't go through but because they all linked up they all went out and could help each other make movies so like mm-hmm. his his movie that did not come to be essentially created some of the modern sci-fi, sci-fi of what we think now. the architecture that right. we all look at now yeah it's it plainly and simply because of what he did that led to alien and star wars mm-hmm. plain and simple yep. so he's responsible for that so we didn't get geiger making hark make, making harkonnen yeah. yeah making getty prime yeah. oh god if, imagine if, if, if you look oh, imagine being getty prime, prime. Jesus if you, if you look at all I of mean, his you designs, talk about an alternate for like, for like universe all the, 
all, all the castles and ships it is some hr geiger looking weird biological mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. We, we missed out there but yeah as it is i am extremely happy yeah, with so the I, villeneuve project because yeah. i i don't know about you guys you know i was younger i was a little bit despondent about the state of the world i was a little bit sad you know i don't know if life is worth living mm. i am so happy that i stuck it out yeah. because so we're, getting <laughs> some of, we're getting some of baby. the best adaptations yeah, yeah. i've ever seen yeah. we have the sandman adaptation yep. that i thought was unadaptable yeah we have yeah, yeah. adaptation yeah. i thought was unadaptable all the sand things you can't adapt all sand. of the sand, sand things, things that we're getting now i'm just my heart's so happy yeah yeah it's one of the things of this era which you know can sometimes be awful for entertainment because they'll, they'll fucking make movies and then shelve them for tax mm-hmm. purposes yeah. But then there's also like, those, right? yeah. Well, there's also like this desperation to just be the next big thing. So right. they just be like, hey, creator Denny, let's just give you anything that we, anything that you want to make this into a hit for us. And mm-hmm. there, that that risk taking energy can sometimes pay off into something as rewarding as um Dune. Uh, final thoughts for you guys? Um, anything? I just have like one other thing. Like Dune's basically a story about control and power. Mm-hmm. And nature. So glad you said that because so, that teased me up for my final thought. That's, when all, that's about it. That's about it. That's okay. all I have to say. And well, like, if you enjoy like the the play of like nature versus can man control it? Yeah, Dune's a movie for you. So Stephen, I vehemently disagree with you. This is a movie about um getting high in your father's work, right? All that too. So <laughs> so there, the, this tweet popped up on my timeline as we were talking, and I think it's a good way to close out. Um, Joe, you got no thoughts, baby? You got oh, final thoughts? Oh, I definitely do. Well, let's leave the final no, thoughts oh, to no, Damien. Ahead, so I'll ahead. jump in and just quickly say uh, we should all be looking forward to the presentation of Fade Rutha, the um, the, the Harkonnen child yes. who Paul is fated to come up against. He should have fucked him, but he's going to fight him. Yeah, he, they, they, they should they should have had a bromance and in the same way about Jamis. So it's going to be a very interesting scene. I'm very Is much looking awesome forward to it. Um, I, yeah, who I think did they so. cast for, for Fade? Elvis? No. Elvis also yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that, and I'm also heavily looking forward to the presentation of the final, uh, the final battle at the palace. Because if if Denny does that right, that should be some of the greatest cinema anyone's ever seen. Yeah, goat status. Um, But this tweet came from a princess Asterion on Twitter. He says, "Denny's Asterion from Baldur's Gate." No, I don't think so. Okay, Uh, Denny's Villeneuve. Dune is a work about the cost of power, about messiahs, about empire. Of course, we cannot consult Frank Herbert today, but I believe he would have approved. Frank Herbert, 60 years ago. God, I love cocaine. The only thing I love more is the boundless light of Islam. <laughs> so true. That's up, guys. Well yeah, done. That's it. Thank you very much for the opportunity to be here, guys. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for coming on. and Thank you for dropping your nerd knowledge on us because uh, we, like Bam and I would have talked about... This would have been a 30-minute episode. Honestly, right, yeah. <laughs> and we would have just gone into Denny's like, filmography probably. But um, we really liked having you guys here. We liked the contributions you guys had. Steven, thanks for coming back. No um, problem. And yeah, bam. Joe will have you on for some nerd shit soon. Yeah, nerd shit. Oh, looks, uh, looking forward to it. This is uh, possibly, yeah. yeah Joe like, should do thing. Uh, I love John Carpenter's one of my favorites. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah have me on again sometime and I will chatterbox. Have a good cool. one, everyone. Joe yeah. thinks in my top five, so definitely. Woo. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for listening. You can find the podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all them places, Spotify, them places. There. Yeah. You can find me, Damon Michael Movies, on Twitter and Instagram. Bam. Uh, you can find me at Flatbomby on Twitter. Uh, also, like you, just, you don't have to follow me, but you can certainly like click on my profile and I'll have in my pinned tweets the upcoming episodes for that month. There you, you go. 
watch watch the movie you can you can watch the movie beforehand so like when you pop up in the podcast you'll be like oh i know exactly what those fuckers are talking about yep there you so go that's it along, that's folks. it that's it yeah we always encourage you to do that watch this stuff so you can just follow along with it, the episode or if you've never seen it and you just hear us talk about it you should be like i need to see if that is actually real yeah, maybe our voices are competent facely maybe maybe we can do asmr too if you want all right that's gonna be it for this week we'll see you next time bye-bye keep on doing it Finn.